Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 188. One of our latest recordings, but I think we're still going to get it out on a Saturday because we don't miss Saturdays generally. But it is, what's today? February 24th? Late Yeah. In the evening for us, uh, but your work schedule and my volunteer schedule as a basketball coach made meant we had to wait till now, but um, just got back from your brother's second game. First game they lost, first game in a long time they've lost, like in a year, and then second game they were losing 15, because they moved up a division, so it's tougher yeah. teams, and your brother decided he was going to go off. He hit five of seven threes, all his free throws, was our leading scorer, Um was cool to see as his dad obviously there the other coach was literally yelling i don't want number eight to touch the ball like they were trying but anyway so he played great and then it helped you because we had his first game was at noon his second game was at six so we were at a mall in between and your mother who somehow feels badly because we're gone all the time for basketball and you're stuck here alone what did she do for you i was gonna i was in for one yeah we got the target aw and rivals mojo which is weird because we don't have target Right. We don't have tar- I it do. was at Toys R Us. Toys R Us has been picking up targets because it's like we get the Legends Elite sometimes now and then I have the Target Adam Cole on the shelf here and then we got Target Samojo. Then we got Unrivaled 10 Miro and like the red TNT gear which looks really nice because the first Miro um, yeah. was back when he had like the camo shorts and had the blonde hair. Right. Like his Kip Sabian era. The, like the gamer the Miro game. era. Yeah. that I don't like that figure. This Miro looks good. It's like spot on. And then we got Wardlow from First Blood and Guts which is the white and purple and we don't like Wardlow, but I texted we, you we love a white gear. The white gear is beautiful. Yeah, you. I can't remember what your wording was, but it was something like, unfortunately, you like the Wardlow. Yeah, it's or like something. And the, I have a Wardlow too already. Like, and I think it was black and green. And like the figure is nice. I don't yeah. like him, but the figures are good, and especially in all white, you, you gotta love it. You said Wardlow in white is nice, regrettably. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe you weren't excited about. Um, oh my God, that one. Oh, Colonel Mustafa. Colonel yeah, Mustafa. It's yeah. been on clearance for like a year and a half at least. The super fancy Brit, Brit Baker. Guess what the price is down to? Because you know how they're everywhere. At Walmart, our local one is down to thirty. So it was at nineteen at Walmart. If it was at nineteen, I might buy. I thought it. you might. For that, like for that cheap, I would. Because then it's been there so long. Like there's at least five in our local Walmart. Yeah. Speaking of our local Walmart, like a rare. Oh yeah, Big W. Um, and well, I guess it was at so because at the Walmart you were at, I saw they also had the Taker from this wave. They did. So, which is a re-release of like Ultimate Eleven or whatever. It's like a, they call it Greatest Hits. So it's the re-release, but with new articulation, or whatever. So mm-hmm. just the updates. But I went into Walmart. I think it was on Wednesday, just because our I, local I one. Look, yeah, our local one. Which on, on occasion we'll get like new stuff, and sometimes there's good ones. Like I got that white Damien Priest there once, the yeah. Rumble one. But like it's never anything super current, right? And so I walked in, I just checked. I literally was going with the intention of just looking, not probably not going to get anything. And then and I just passed by the I don't know, I see the Ultimate Edition boxes, which for reference, I don't think I've seen Ultimate Edition, which is like the super nice WWE figures right. in the wild since Series 3 of Even? that series and this the ones i saw here at our walmart were series 20 so i haven't seen one in the wild in years and even your mom who doesn't really care the one figure you yeah. grabbed there is beautiful like I she picked, was like wow that's I a picked nice up a few ultimate editions here and there but that's like when we go to bounty hunter toys or when i went to comic-con yeah. like i got that seth rollins that's how i got i got it at comic-con right so they had um the new it's series 20 they had roman reigns in the red boots from 
uh, when Cody didn't finish the story. That's not the one your mom thought belts. was beautiful. And then we got Asuka from her Rumble Return, which I have on the shelf. Cause it's, it's an got, awesome like, figure. It's probably the best women's figure they've ever made because the robe on that is absolutely crazy. It's like a big-ass thing with like nice fur on it. It's like the nicest soft goods ever. So Because of crazy. you, I was literally walking through the mall with your mother today explaining the word toyetic to her. <laughs> Oh yeah! Look what you've done to me. It's toyetic for sure. It's, uh, the Osaka is beautiful. Uh, it's for like, sure. and I don't usually buy the women's figures because I just like don't really care. You much have for some, them. but yeah. Like I'd, if they made another Elite Chain of Basler, I'd get it for but, sure. Like the Oscars, it's too nice to pass up. So it's it's crazy looking. And then the Roman, I just wanted because it's an updated formula. It looks nice and it's got belts and yeah, whatever. So you got cool stuff, and you and got stuff. Like clearly that. went to Wendy's as you're drinking some Wendy's. I did go right to Wendy's. Now. I got nuggets, chili fries, and a junior bacon. Just burger. living it up, eh? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, because it's like all that is just those three things in a drink are the same price as one McDonald's meal. So. And you're working early tomorrow, and mm-hmm. I have, I don't have anything till tomorrow. Speaking night of practice. McDonald's meals, well, I'll... so elimination chamber has happened. We yeah. haven't seen. We it's just, we've we watched watch, most we of watched, the opener. Yeah, that was it. Like all of the women have entered. We don't know. Um, but we we'll, means eliminated. I was in, I thought it was good so far. I mean, yeah. we'll talk about it again in detail later not today probably but. far too late but it's okay but yeah i wasn't i thought it was fine at super the predictable point. card though it is very pre- we talked about our predictions because we i of, haven't seen one person differ from what we think we would agree on everything and yeah the it's basically consensus right yeah so i imagine that's what happened and we'll do worst of some point worst of's ready it's in the chamber we just got to pull the trigger ah chamber Right. Oh, I didn't even mean to. But anyways, uh, I might be going down the street to the garage, to Mike's garage. So do you want to get this thing Tonight? started? Oh, you going to have time for that? Maybe. We'll see how long this goes. I, I'm not going to say what I always say Don't here. Don't say it. I'm That's not just, saying it's it. It's honestly just stupid. So we'll just get right into it. We'll move into our first wrestling segment. We'll take a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, so taking a look at the ratings of the two shows we deal with the most on here, it's NXT averaging 616,000 viewers, down 5.2%, earned a 0.18 in the key demographic, up 5.9%, so they like that. And this one was pre-recorded the week before, apparently. I didn't know until after I'd seen it. And I think they would have hoped their numbers would have gone up because they didn't have the usual competition from the NBA for this uh, because it was the all-star break for them. So... Uh, Dynamite averaged 828,000, so they picked up 2% from the week before, earned a 0.29 in the key demographic, which is down 3.3%. So kind of opposite, up in one area for one, down in the other. It was their third highest viewership of the year so far. Your turn. Um, what you got? So I, I'll start with a small one. Felt like it was a medium week yeah. for news. It's not small, um, not big. So, because Bronson Reed wasn't on Chamber, which is obviously an Australian. He's, like, one of few Australians they have. Yeah, that's weird, right? Um, So, well, first I saw the plan for was for him to face Rollins. Okay. Which obviously is kind of their, I guess, they're not, like, he's not completely out because obviously he's going to be a medium, but I guess they're trying not to use him until then. Still, you would so, think. There's that. In and his then home. also he's um having a baby. Oh, okay. A big baby. A big baby. That's good. Congratulations to him. So, he's doing things. Doing things. So did you hear, because this is interesting, that to actually send the cage for the Elimination Chamber to Australia, they had issues? I heard they, that was something, yeah. Do you, like, I could give you a thousand guesses and I don't think you'd was get. Was something about, like, a ship or? Pirates. Oh, I heard. So it was Cole that. at the press event or whatever revealed that it took more than a month for the Elimination Chamber to get to Perth, Australia. It was supposed to be shipped through 
Egypt, the Suez Canal. I'm not going to claim to know geography. Um, but it couldn't happen due to pirates. So instead, they had to send it to Miami, then by truck to L.A., then Sydney on a ship, and then Perth specifically on a train from Sydney. That's wild. Because that's a large structure to have to ship any method, let alone like four different methods. I wonder where they keep methods. it. Like... Pirates, man. That's cool. Yeah, I wonder where they keep it like when they're right? not using it. Oh, like, I'm sure they have. The rest of the year. Like, what's that show where they tour the warehouse of all their... Oh, uh, it's just probably like sitting in a warehouse. I bet now. you it is. Yeah, uh, back to you, sir. Um, wow, that felt really like TV news person. Back weird. to you, yeah. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Felt gross. Um, AW, New Japan Forbidden Door 2024, not Toronto. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, it is Listen, AEW. We know the executives are listening. We want it. Give it to it, me. It should have just been forbidden. And we said you're, the reason is, the gimmick is, because it's a neutral site, basically. It's not Japan. It's not U.S. It's, yeah, there's some Canadian competitors, but what can you do? We're not perfect. Right. Um, it's rumored for Arthur Ashe Stadium, which, for those who don't know, that's where Dynamite Grand Slam usually is. Which is fine. That's but a solid. I mean, it, it would look cool. <laughs> I wouldn't mind another stadium pay-per-view for them. Yeah, no, um, I, if, if it has to be not Toronto, that's not a, that's, that's a, kind of a unique venue. Yeah, yeah. I don't cool. mind it. Uh, the I was going to update everybody on the women's TV title tournament in ROH. Yay. The quarterfinals are set, right? So four people moved on this week um, on Thursday's episode. They yeah, are, and it's, I think it's actually a decent-sized tournament because I'm pretty it was. sure it, the, it was like 16 or something. Right. So Taya Valkyrie mm. moves on, Abaddon, Red Velvet, mm. and Billy Starks. That is horrible. So you're like, those are not many big names. So... Wait to hear who they lost, who they beat. Sorry, wasn't oh, yeah, no, Aminata by the loss. So Valkyrie defeated Sussy Love. I saw that. I don't know who that is. Abaddon defeated Vita Van, Viva Van, who don't, I've seen on the indies. Couldn't tell you a few times. And Ren, Red Velvet defeated Sandra Moon. Oh, and Billy Starks defeated Robin Renegade, who we know, right? But like, I don't think any of those matches you would I predict. Swear Aminata was in that tournament. Yeah, she is. She's already advanced oh okay so quarterfinals is eight people right so that right. that's gonna, the four that, say. yeah uh so oh as i was just gonna get to valkyrie now faces aminata in the quarters yeah okay so listen because i'm gonna ask you who you think should win right aminata uh i think i think i agree abaddon mercedes martinez red Mar- velvet layla hirsch martinez for sure starks diamante layla hirsch i guess billy starks because they're actually doing stuff with her and i don't I care agree. about diamante so i go starks martinez hirsch Aminata, although Aminata's probably losing. That's just who I would pick. I think Aminata should win, and that's like a springboard for her. Because she's cool, man. I don't think she will, but I agree with you. Yeah. Do you think she loses to Valkyrie? Probably. That sucks. I'd say, like, Starks or Valkyrie probably wins. Right. Because there's a whole thing with Starks and Athena. They they seem to like Starks, right? Although, I don't know. I don't watch Ring of Honor, but she's fine. But I, I think... Aminata is, is cool. I think Aminata is really good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, what do you got? Um, Last one was there's suspicion of Hangman having a broken ankle after I Dynamite. I heard, but then I heard he's okay. Yeah. Because, like, so he flipped really out well. of the Joe's muscle bus and then, like, collapsed and tagged out, and then he was kind of selling it after. Right. But then reports also said he was fine backstage. So and it was just good selling, dip. I heard. I hope not, because I need him in that match. Yeah, that match sounds awesome. So Otherwise. Just in general, I'm enjoying his heelish I ways think he's doing right really now. good, yeah. yeah well, otherwise, then they're booked into a corner. And it's not like a Fiend-Seth Rollins thing where they that was WWE's fault. Yeah. It would be like it'd be yet another thing where someone gets injured and AEW kind of has to scramble because we've had Cole and MJF and like 
bu- bunch of injuries lately that have forced kind of put AW in a corner that's not necessarily their fault. No, it's not. So, like, if Hangman is really injured, then it's Swerve versus Joe, where I don't think Swerve should win yet. Me either. But I don't think Joe Which should. Which is crazy. Right. With but, how much we've loved Swerve, but Joe's run, it needs to be longer. But, like, Swerve also shouldn't lose. I agree. So We're then, on exact, which is why it's, I like. I hope Hangman's not there because he needs the to be. Story, he needs to be the fall man. Whether the I like story it or not. is clearly that Page, like I said weeks ago, is going to sacrifice himself to make sure Swerve doesn't win, right? And he'll end up taking the pin, right? Exactly. But he'll be okay with that, and then Swerve has to get his way back to a singles match with Joe. Exactly, and then Swerve can hold it throughout the summer. Joe can be cool for a couple more months or whatever. Like how far off in the distance is like a big big pay per view? I'd say double nothing's probably May. Okay, that's a good run for Joe, and like then give it mid-man. to Swerve. Yeah, I'd say Swerve's event wins at double nothing. He holds it through the summer. Right. All ends at the end of August. I think that's like a few months for Swerve, which I'm okay because not every title reign needs to be nope. huge. I mean, his first one, too. You don't necessarily need to give it to Osprey this year, but I'm saying you do it. Because I don't otherwise, think you need to either. I don't think you In need fact, to, but if. It's at because it, it has to be all in. Whether it's this year or not, you Osprey has to win it at all in. I'll spoil my pick. It would now. have to be a whole nother year. I'm gonna be picking Takeshita to beat him. Takeshita to, to beat Swerve. Osprey to beat Osprey. Yep. I, I'm, I'm spoiling one of my picks because we'll probably do. I don't know. I'm not. Well, I guess we can talk about that. I for just. A think, I'm not confident enough in that. Uh, so here's what I, I, I think. I, I want him to win. I love Osprey, but Takeshita needs it. I think. It's you screw Osprey over, and that's him leaving the family because he doesn't need to be in a faction. That's true. Um, and he's babyface. And Takeshita needs needs the win. Like he, you need to push this kid to to the moon, and I think they want to. And a win over Osprey, Os- even if it's a bunch of shenanigans, I think that's the right move. Osprey doesn't need the win, and that gets him out of that group, and then he can do his own thing. I don't know. Like, Callus turns on him because he's been, like, marginal in the group. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that know. happens, I hope Fletcher goes with him because I'd like to keep United Empire. Like, I want... I, I would, know. Like, if there's... Like, Osprey doesn't need a group, but I would like Osprey to have Fletcher and Davis. Kind of like an Undisputed Era kind of deal where it's, like... Sorry, maybe it's not even that Osprey doesn't need a group, but he doesn't, he need, doesn't need one where Callus, Callus is, is so no, he clearly need... the boss. And I'd be okay with that. Like, you have Takesh and Hobbs in that group, and I think you add, like, one more young guy to supplement Fletcher. Yeah. Obviously, Guevara's out of the picture because he can't get away from Jericho. And Garcia's like, a facer. I'd nominate him, probably. Yeah, who would you put instead of Fletcher? Because I, I do really like Fletcher in that group, but if Osprey's out, I want Fletcher with Osprey. So the best bang for your buck is someone youngish who could use a mouthpiece, Who's got right? potential. And isn't well. a duplicate of what you have. So, like, we already have a powerhouse in Hobbs. We already no have, pun like... Intended. <laughs> like, the young, like, uh, stud and kind blue of an chipper. He's not even young. But that's your blue chipper, kind of, I think, yeah. or should be. We're biased because we love him. But you could put. I'm trying I'm, to think I'm of that roster, too. Like, Matt Taven. Uh... No, stop. <laughs> that was just to troll me. I know. <laughs> that's not nice. Um, I don't, I, I'm not, I would honestly, like, Garcia and Guevara, it sucks that they're not really viable options. Because, like, honestly, if, like, I would like to pick someone who could actually go in. But, again, if he wasn't in his current spot, Nick Wayne would be a good pick for that faction. Yep. If he wasn't in the Christian thing, I think he's perfect in that. But like mm-hmm. a second home for him would be the calcium because I don't think I don't know how Nick Wayne is talking. So like I think he's okay. I don't think I, I don't assume he's, he's amazing. He's like a prodigy, so he'd be like 
next in line, he'd be young to catch up, but like he's even younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as in he's got all the tools kind of deal. I don't know. I would like that. I don't know. I could see Osprey. How did we get on this tangent? I don't even remember where we um, started with this. Title, one. world title lineage. And oh. then we talked about Osprey. Right. And then, yeah, I made a prediction and I took... That was me, my digression a little bit. It's usually I'm you. I'm thinking about that pick now. I don't know. Something to I like it. over. I'm, I'm taking a little bit out on a limb, but I like the rationale. I do want... I'm Well, we still have a week, so I'll think about it, but... I do want to go with that just because I And it can Takeshita. be a huge screw job. And Takesh does the heel and Callus is like, we won. And everybody knows Osprey didn't deserve to lose. And that's fine. That, that'd be okay. Yeah, um, I, I want that for Takesh. Is it me sure. or you on news now? I'm done. So WWE interested in collaborating with Sylvester Stallone for Mania? I saw. Because I, Philadelphia is oh, the reason. That, okay. That that's where Rocky was. whatsoever. So a conversation's taking place, but no one knows how far along. Who cares? What? I don't even know why I put that in news. I don't. I needed something to flesh it out. Okay. Do they bring back Hogan then? Because wasn't he in <laughs> Rocky? Yes, he was. So. So did you hear Cena's comments on Vince? No. That would be interesting. The word, the first word he used that annoyed me was, "It's all very unfortunate" or something like that. Like that, that means, is. He doesn't care. Though so this was an exercise in a media-trained person with the goal of understatement. Right. Like he's so here's one quote. I can say this. I'm a big advocate of love and friendship and honesty and communication. But in the same breath, I'm also a big advocate of accountability. If someone's behavior lies so far outside your value system that the balance shifts of like, I can't operate in a world where this works. That's the result of being accountable. Don't know what he even means. That just sounds like buzzwords. Right. Right now, what I'm going to do is love the person I love, be their friend. Right. And by that. It means like, hey, I love you. You have a hill to climb. This is where I'm like, this is understatement, right? Hill to climb? Have you read? Mount Everest. Right? And like, unfortunate? Like, how about if any of this is true, this is atrocious and awful. And it sounds so, quote again, sounds so cliche, but it has to be one day at a time. But at the same token, I've openly said I love the guy. I have great relationship with the guy. So that's that. Wow. And pro- part of the problem, I and I think it was one of the guys on post, I think it was maybe Thurston that was talking, and he made a great point, because guys like Cena and Orton, oh, Vince, Vince, Vince made me, like, thanks so much, Vince, but, like, if, they, yeah. if they're really confident in their abilities, which all of these guys are, would you not be, like, he happened to be the guy in charge, right? I was undeniably good, and it wouldn't have mattered if it was you in charge, or Kermit the Frog in charge, or Vince, but they're all, like, beholden to Vince, and it's gross. Orton was a little... I didn't put his comments in. He was a little more... took a more of a step out there, but not still not much further than Cena. But Cena's just, like... Basically, I love him. Our relationship is one thing, and he has a hill to climb. Like, I don't know. Like 50, I get it. 50 hills. He's the... He's the polished professional right and he's never going to say the wrong thing but he's always been squeaky clean i was kind of hoping for a little bit more uh, but well, anyway. you came to the wrong place i did uh that is all i have so we will now move into talking about the show we talk about the most and spend the most time on and that is our favorite show it is this wednesday's aew dynamite We'll pause on the Pete Dunn talk for a minute as that was our between segments. So what's uh, talk to me about Dynamite. I I think I like this episode, if I remember correctly. I quite uh, enjoyed myself. 
the things I expected to be good were good. And a couple of the things I wasn't expecting to be good over delivered. So that's a good formula for a good grade for me. But anyways, go ahead. Um, so we open with the extension of last week's opener, I guess. Yeah. In Cleo Castagnoli and Jonathan Moxley of Blackpool Combat Club against FDR. On paper. In white. Fantastic opener. Should be. We'll see if it delivers or should, not. Should be. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Mox and Wheel strike exchange early on. Two side dive to Dax from Mox. Rapid corner uppercuts to Dax from Claudio. Uh, double back suplex from Claudio, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Mox and Claudio hit a nice spike pile driver on the outside to Dax. Tribute to the kingdom. Looks good. Right? No. Yeah. No tributes to the kingdom. Punch him in the wiener, hit him with a spike pile driver. That's right. Uh, hot tag flurry from Cash. Uh, Cash with the brain buster to Mox for two. And Justin Roberts announced five minutes left. Suspicious. Mm-hmm. Clothesline powerbomb from FDR to Mox for two. FDR went for the powerplex. Mox got the knees up on the splash from Cash. Then Claudio came in to swing Dax, and like they did the thing where he swings him into the dropkick from Mox. Yeah, it was cool. I like that. Um, Mox gets Dax in a sleeper. Claudio has Cash in one, too, but Cash um, falls back and drops Mox on, or do- sorry, drops Claudio on Mox and Dax to break up both holds. Right. Um, sharpshooter face off between Dax, who's got Mox, and Claudio, who's got Cash. Remember, Claudio turned to face him like and he, it just yeah, kind of made me was, laugh a little yeah, bit. That was funny. Um, then exchange that leads to a power driver on Claudio, like absolutely stuck him yeah. on that one. Um, the time limit expires right as FTR about to hit a smash contraption. I really like the timing of that. They yeah. literally have him up for it. And then I thought it was weird it that goes, they didn't drop him, though. That they didn't finish the move. Yeah. Like, right? I, I would. With the intensity of the match, you would think. Yeah. Just in general, like, but especially with the match. Well, apparently, the ring bell has the power to stop everything. That's right. So. We learned that. Um, the brawl continues after, and they have to be separated by security, and also, for some reason, specifically just Butcher, Blade, and John Cruz. Like, there's no one else I yep. didn't recognize. Just specifically those three the guys. The Butcher? I don't know why. Love it. Um, then the ring bell, thankfully, restores peace. Always glad to see Butcher out there. <laughs> yeah, I thought this match was fantastic, and even though I complain about AEW having all the post-match brawling i thought this was really good and added and like i really want to see this match now on the pay-per-view right which i think is the point I of most things so i thought the four beat the hell out of each other in this and like so there was parts that it was just chops and strikes but then there's also stretches of really good tag team yeah action, but even right? then they were leathering each they other. really were and this is why Which I is want this division to have a clear direction and a regular presence. Honestly, I think Mox and Claudio could be a really quality tag yes. team if that's what they want to invest in. And I don't think it's beneath Mox. I don't either. He doesn't always need to be at the top and doing things. And if they went to him and they said, listen, we want to elevate this division and we want I don't you think to help, he would he'd care. be like, okay, I'm pretty sure. Not that he wouldn't care. I mean, like that he would be totally fine with it. The crowd was really into this. I, again, I thought the brawl afterward helped to raise the heat on this. And now, like, whatever they do next, I'm in. So I thought this was... Uh, I put this on the list because sometimes we don't get a ton of tag matches, right? That's I thought fair. I thought this match was terrific. Yeah. The time limit finish doesn't bother me. Uh, it is too fairly close together, I guess, as you were That was it. my only thing. You did mention I that. don't have a problem with the finish at all. That was the only thing for right. me. Um, and yeah, I don't, we don't, my opinion of FTR outside of the ring has fallen. But they're awesome. Oh, a lot just for various love reasons, you know, <laughs> just to shoot on them a little. Right. Right. That's, yeah. But um, also for um, Chicago related reasons. Remember, we caught the commentary a couple times making like bullet and gun related things. Or they with... they said like shoot like you shoot the leg or whatever, which yeah. I don't think was intentional. No, it wasn't. But, like it's we were just, just like, oh. <laughs> I think we started doing it yeah. too, just for fun. 
Um, but no, it was a really strong opener to start us off. I thought it delivered well on what I expected. Uh, hitting hard a lot. Uh, that's not surprising. It was building off a strong one-on-one last week, too, so that helps. And then they just added the other halves of the teams to complete things. Uh, FTR especially are always stronger together because Mox and Claudio have always been solid solos guys. Mm-hmm. Dax is too, but I just think obviously always better with Cash. Um, solid actions throughout. I'm disappointed there's no Powerplex or Smash Contraption no. to be seen. They teased um, it enough. Not as disappointing as Drill Claw because Drill Claw, no Drill Claw, it's like, why am I even living? Yeah, we'll rant about that later. Yeah, it's like, what's the point of life? Yeah. But why you put him on TV and no Drill Claw? Why do you torture me? It's yeah. that kind Repeatedly. of thing. Repeatedly. But the sequence that involved the powerplex attempt where you missed the splash and then it resulted in the swing, I thought that was really nice. Yep. Uh, final few minutes of this were especially strong, I thought. I, I think you'd agree because with the knowledge of the time they're expiring, it got really uh, hectic and desperate, which I think really and added to things. it went by fast. Like, it didn't... The last few minutes, yeah. The whole thing sure. did not feel super lengthy. Um, time limit draw, like you said, doesn't bug me. Uh, both, of these, both of these teams like to fight and they're evenly matched. It just, the only thing that surprises me, if anything, not even bugs me, it just surprises me is that Two weeks ago, we got the Hangman Swerve draw. Yeah. So it's a little bothersome so soon, but, like, really, it's a nitpick. I think it's a good use of it, and it's unfortunate they're close together like yeah, that. Yeah, Because AEW fair. doesn't do... I think both were used They well, don't do though. DQs and yeah. stuff like that, so... Both were used well, because yep. I feel like this... We could easily see a rematch of Revolution, which I think is I the point. I think that's the point. Um, and I'm all for that. I think you could give them, like... You give them two or three falls or something like yeah. that. And, That'd be um, awesome. Yeah, and the hey, last FTR two three falls match was pretty good. The one with Bull Cup Gold. Yeah, was, was I think was my favorite crazy. tag match of the year. And they Me might too. have had a two or three falls match in NXT. Which, that was pretty good too. They're kind of might have been in Toronto or something. Yeah, we might have been there for that one. We weren't. No, no we, weren't. we weren't. Oh no, we weren't. I was like, well, I wish. Imagine. Mm-hmm. I wish we were there. Um, next we get an Orange Cassidy interview. Um, basically, Doc Sanson says he's barely cleared. He's he's gonna wrestle if he's cleared. So yeah, I like barely cleared. I don't know. You're kind of cleared or you're not. You're not barely pregnant either, you know? Well, I guess barely clear. It's like you're... The point is to drive home. He's stupid, like beat, like, he's beat yeah, up, right? Yeah. And it's a classic Cassidy story. That's fine. That's it's what he does. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, FTR interview. Dax is the king of cake. Blo- not bulk of gold. Damn, nope. Damn it. Yeah, I got you. Usually it's the other way around, though. I know. I think I just saw the BC and I'm like... Way to go. I'll rant about them you later. You say you know wrestling. We'll, we'll rant about them later, though, because yeah. it's making me angry. Um, we will get there. Dax says the king that kicked Blackpool's ass. I should just write Blackpool. I don't know why I ever bother writing BCC, because, again, I'm I do. Just, I'm BCC still. I do, but, like... It gets I, you. It's You know what I mean? Like, yep. I should just write Blackpool at this point. And they don't bow down to anyone. Um, it's he. Dax mentions Revolution like he's about to issue the challenge, but then Mox and Clio come in arguing. There's a horde of referees between them so to keep things separated. Um... This is solid, definitely building a rematch, which I think we're both fine with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's just like, the story's simple, right? It's four badasses. They want to fight each other. Yep. And now they have a little bit of recent history that helps. And one of them has hair. And yeah, that's right. Only <laughs> the amount of FTR okay. bald and FTR hair. Hair. You said it's now FTR bald and FTR gun. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that what it is? FTR gun. Not is, to be confused that's with what we're the doing. Billy and Austin and Colton. I almost said Cody. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I don't do names, man. I, you can't expect me to remember things. Remember That's why things? you're here. No. I'm here to have it's opinions. My sole purpose You're in here life. to remember things while you have opinions. <laughs> you don't get paid for your opinion. <laughs> you know, I, well, I don't get paid. Nope. Uh, next we get Orange Cassie versus Mike Bennett. Because I, I have to get Taven and Bennett. Although, I mean, if he over delivers like Taven, then we're fine. 
you're shaking your head in this audio well, media. It's already not a death match, so right. Taven really benefited from that, and they replayed it la- this week. The dive through the table still, which is still awesome. Awesome. Uh, cr- I told cr- you cr- that, cr- and the black hole slam to Darby. Allen on the floor by those are two really memorable things in the last. Let's not two forget weeks. to catch the kneeing Darby out of a dive also on fantastic. the first show of the year. All right. Yeah, that's right. And that match was perfect. It was awesome. Let's not forget. I forgot. I love that match so much. I love that match that's probably my uh fun runner match. for a tv yeah. match all, right now i agree um and also that smackdown one because it's a smackdown one but honestly that's not it's not as good anyways cassie runs up the ramp to attack matrix entrance decent orange punch to taven uh stun dog millionaire and total world dt from cassie Rye distracts the ref and bennett hits cassie with like, a nut punch yep like, he nutsied him yeah, he did. Just not even a low blow, just straight punch in the balls. Yeah, like a martial arts punch. Yeah, and then a pile driver for two, which they have a shirt that literally says punch him in the wiener, hit him with a pile driver. So there it's it is. It's his M.O. Mm-hmm. Uh, him with, hit him in the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Some might say. Right. Uh, Spun Buster on the apron and uh, Death Valley Driver on the floor from Bennett, which actually, that looks pretty solid, I thought. And the, there was a nice thud. It was. Yeah, it's true. Gotcha pile driver from Bennett for two. Orange punch from Cassidy. There's a strike exchange. Bennett went for a pile driver. Cassidy countered. Beach break for the win. Roddy and Taven jump Cassidy after the bell. Jake Hager runs out for the save for some reason. He's from <laughs> Oklahoma. That's So that apparently explains it, but that's debatable. And he's in sunglasses. It's like he's the extra large size Orange Cassidy now. Yeah. You put him in jeans yeah. and no shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and put his hands in his pockets. Yeah, and he Give can be the, like, the mega... Cassidy. It's like when Boogeyman got a little version of himself. Exactly. Just do the In opposite reverse. of that. Yeah. That's right. Um, this was fine. Nothing amazing or horrible as expected. Bennett wasn't terrible, but like no. super middle of the road in appearance in his wrestling too. Like he like just his look. He could not look more boring. It's like you were creating a wrestler but in you didn't do anything. But you so got you, lazy. You just gave him ring gear and a beard. Right. You like started and went. You didn't go very deep in the options. You're just like fine, yeah. fine, fine, fine. He looks a lot like what's his name? Tracy Williams or and I told hot you, sauce? A little bit. Back when I was watching him in ROH, early on for him, it was always like he wasn't a super strong in-ring, especially back then. He was younger. Yeah, he's okay, Uh, but not like a Taven level experience like last week. Like you, I thought this was totally fine, and then it was like the inevitable beatdown to soften up Cassidy even further, which is a reasonable thing to do and move things forward. Yeah, Was not expecting Hager. You'll, he'll never. Why would you expect Hager? He'll never get that's a better reaction than that, no. right? He got a good reaction because that's he's from Oklahoma. The thing is, you're, I'm never going to expect Hager. But Hager. Um, do, so I'm asking you: Does Roddy win? No. You think Cassidy retains? Yes, and because this group sucks. But so that's why I'm wondering: be, Are they aware of that, and they're going to try and be like, "Well, maybe if we give them some gold." I think that's just wasting. or more gold or whatever. I guess. I'm, very much of the opinion now that I don't think the title helps the faction. I think the faction hurts the title. You leave it on Cassidy. You give it to Takeshita at double or nothing. And I mean, this is strong by you because nobody wants this faction to work out I more than you. I want this to work out because I love Adam But it's Cole. inevitably not good. It's not good. Sorry, and, undeniably not good is what yeah, I meant to say. Yeah, and now I'm just thinking of it's no... How, but how I like far removed it is from... Undisputed Era. Like, Undisputed Era is one of my favorite factions of all time. Objectively, one of the best ones. And again, have. derailed by injuries. But derailed I, by injuries. This is but not the guys. No, I don't think it's good. Honestly, I think Roddy's fine because Roddy's been in faction with Cool before and it was amazing, as but I just But the Kingdom are not Red Dragon. And I hate Wardlow. Yeah. So, Wardlow's not... It. He's not anything. But I, I'm saying because 
you have you can build off Takesha beating Osprey. Mm-hmm. I think Takesha's the guy to take it from Cassie because, and I would have said this in Cassie's first one too. I don't think Cassie should have dropped it to Mox because I I don't think Mox ever needed that. I think someone like Takesha is, is exactly yes. who needs that. Although and, I almost want him to go start out past this now. Who Takesha? I think he needs a title run to establish himself i would like to see how he does with the title before a main one i feel and like especially because the world title scene's so packed this year i don't know if I, there's that is room true for him. but i feel like it makes a guy feel more big time if it's like not nah, he went straight to the i would like that yeah but know? for me it's like i feel like it's already packed enough in my mind wanting joe swerve and osprey to have, all have their runs i know you're and right I feel like they're we've gonna got be the so lined up already <laughs> right like and they're all gonna be so close together i feel like yeah. to catch that much i love them i feel like and by the end of 25, Takesha needs to have it mm-hmm. at some point. But I feel like Takesha, we should get a preliminary run. Cause, and then you could establish the international title as like a step to greatness. Because yeah. I feel like the TNT title, it's like it is. But have any of the TNT champions won the world title? No. No. So you could have so. like OC move up a little. Like maybe not maybe not winning the title. But like if Swerve wins the title and he's heel, you could have Orange Cassidy challenge for that. And I'd buy it. I right. think Cassidy's done so much for them that he deserves a not even like you're saying to be in the orbit as I That's say. That's what I'm saying. Right? So like he could challenge Swerve or challenge Joe even. Right. Right. So then and I think Takeshita would be amazing with weekly open challenges. Callus can either give him good opponents or mm-hmm. crap ones on purpose and like so I think no I don't think Roddy really needs it. Um, like he would have great matches. But I just think this faction's gonna tank that title, and I think that title has, for the most part, been so great, especially yeah. thanks to Cassie. And I think Takeshita is a guy who absolutely deserves. I don't that title. disagree with you. I'm just wondering if they're gonna be like, I hope we gotta not. try to this. This faction's on life support, but I don't see what really I think Roddy the having. The only a, thing that revives this faction is MJF coming back, because that's their mm-hmm. whole point of being. Really, is like when have you heard anything about when he's coming back? Are they no. just waiting until Cole's healed? I like, guess. I don't know. Or if you want something for this faction to do, how about they feud with the Bang Bang Caesar gang that's supposed to feud with them? Gross. That never that, did? That's the reason they exist? Yeah. Right? I don't know. Anyways, moving um, on. <laughs> Soho and Parker have a date, then Ric Flair arrives. I went from disgusted and confused to just disgusted. <laughs> so I had, we both, my only note is we both had visceral and visible reactions. Like, first of all, the little romance thing we looked at each other like what this is a little bit cringy right and then once rick flair shows up like i'm out at that point like it i just don't me of thea hale and osborne a bit but like, i don't know good. why we need rick flair involved in anything but anyways then he gets interviewed he's disappointed he's not as involved in sting's retirement as he had hoped Boo-hoo. i was like are you saying you thought you'd be in the match because that's no crazy. there's no way that's what it was yeah and then i sort of pulled back like cry, okay, cry me a river like, i haven't been on tv in weeks or whatever right he was saying woo energy has right um he's going to explore other options he goes into the bucks locker room to talk um i just said no thanks and also his voice sounded like absolute crap here like he sounded bad he's an old man right and just when i was like sick just when i was coming around on this like i'm not loving the bucks new i feel like they've toned character i agree and they haven't had as many mic segments lately either so i'm kind of like okay with it and then flair gets involved and I can't, I don't want to, I don't care about him at all. Like, it's not going to add anything to me to have him in it. But we, again, are not, when it comes to, like, the nostalgia stuff, you and I There's are, very few we do not represent the me. majority. Yeah, and it's like, the things that are nostalgic for me aren't, like, old guys coming back. Like, different. it's different for me. Especially when he's a dirtbag. 
That's part yeah. of my problem. I saw something that Tony Khan's kind of a hypocrite. Cause, like he yes. bans Hogan and them, but he's doing business with them. And then like, uh, there's some other examples. Like he hired a racist, I think, on his writing team or whatever. Oh really? I guess so. Yeah, like. Great. I mean, I, I love TK, but yeah, questionable choices, my man. Yeah. So this, uh, these two segments back to back were the low point for me on this show. But to be fair, they were like minutes. Yeah. Right. So okay. Uh, next we hear from Daniel Garcia. Shivani talks about the match between Garcia and Edge last week, ending no contest thanks to Christian. Edge is out of action because that attack. So Garcia gets a title shot revolution, which, since the story seems to be Edge and Christian, it doesn't bode well for Garcia's hopes. Right, and I guess because Edge is recovering, right? So, mm. yeah. Uh, I feel like then we go Edge and Christian at double or nothing, probably, and unfortunately Christian probably loses. Maybe, yeah. That I, could I happen. Feel like um, Garcia said that he's always been told he would be great. Yeah, he admitted he lost the confidence that he had. He said he knows that three seconds is all he needed, and he said those three seconds in the Conan Classic changed his life. I assume when he beat, would he be Brody King? I think it was. Yeah. Um, he created the fans for picking him back up and dancing with him. Um, he said he thanked the fans for helping him restore that feeling. Uh, people are chanting his name. Uh, Garcia thinks he would have made Copeland tap out if that match had gone as planned. Uh, Garcia said he'll see Copeland again next time he will. He'll be holding the TNT title. Christian arrived with his peeps. Oh, I didn't even mean to. Ha ha ha. I didn't even Forgot about that. That worked out. Peep. Um, They were on the ramp. Cage said Edge will never get a shot at his title ever again. He said Garcia's now his opponent at Revolution. He doesn't think this match with should happen at Revolution. Uh, he doesn't think Garcia's ready. He claimed like Garcia's gyrations... He oh sorry he claimed he liked Garcia's gyrations just fine while saying Garcia wants to make the fans want to make the fans happen happy probably yeah no I remember um, that line Cage said he wants to be the most dominant TNT champion of all time then he proceeded to talk about Garcia having a dark childhood you wonder if Garcia knew Jackie Garcia in Buffalo New York you mentioned <laughs> Jackie being married to Dave Garcia yeah he said Dave Garcia is your father and quote your father is dead correct here he goes um. He said Garcia's father wasn't so great, and he was a piece of crap who was a loser alcoholic that lost his life to the bottle. Wow. <laughs> it's so awesome getting to read that back. Uh, he said he wanted to help Garcia, and he said, a revolution doesn't want to be his opponent, he wants to be his father. Mm-hmm. Upon which you see um, Nick Wayne wearing the Christian's My Father yeah. shirt, which is nice. Again, I'd like to wear that around just out of Because no one would know what it means, anyways. No, it's just funny. Um, Garcia warned Cage about talking about his mother. He didn't come in the ring to fight Garcia so he could put him in the ground with his dead father, which I I really like that. That was a good line. line. I thought yep. he that was a solid jab back. Uh, Nick Wayne came after him, but he easily was taken care of. He was put in the dragon tamer, but then Luchasaurus came down. Uh, Matt Menard hit him with a chair, and then he stood in the ring with Garcia. And I thought Menard for a second was going to... Because it was just set up perfectly that he was behind Garcia yeah, with the chair. Like a and I'm like, second, oh, really? Right? Who's yeah. going to... But no. Uh, I thought Garcia sounded really, really good. Like the best maybe he sounded here. Yeah, I thought it was really good for Garcia, for sure. And I was like, literally my note is he's finally broken free. And then I had to go back and put nope because I guess Menard is still with them. Um, yeah, but at least it's not like heavy jazz. It's like no. they've just been friends for a while. And it's like, so at least I kind of am, like that's kind of toned back the whole yes. sports entertainment. It's just like they're friends. Right. So and I'm okay with that, I guess. I thought he sounded really good. It makes establishes him as a clear baby face, kind of rounds out his character a little bit. Yeah, I feel like the journey he went on in the C2 is really like kind of come full circle nicely yep. and it's kind of paid off here. I thought for live, like alone in ring, this was really, really promising for him. And then Christian comes in and I'm kind of at first like, 
Like, he's fine, but he's not getting very personal. And then... Then he proceeds to do the thing. And we both love dark humor, so this hits for us every time, It's right? criminal. Like, we haven't had him doing promos on Diamond in weeks. It's crazy. Like, so we need him at least, like, bi-weekly. I almost thought I was picking up a different vibe. Like, do you think he says these things because he's just being a prick? Or do you think he's starting to, like, believe it? Like, there's madness growing. Like, I almost feel like it was a gimmick at first, but a couple looks, but now it's like he really does think he should be people's, like, father figure and stuff. I feel like it's... I don't know. Like, is is the F slowly have some... And if it is, and he's subtly doing it, that's cool. Like, is this madness growing? And now he's like, he's he's making fun of people at first, but now he's like, you know what? I really... All these people don't have dads, and I am awesome. I feel like maybe he's he is being a prick, and then if they end up being like Nick Wayne, so be it. Yeah. Maybe, like... But anyways, I... not everyone's going to be Nick I Wayne. enjoyed, I thought, Garcia and Christian. Garcia, I was really impressed with here. And Christian, it's expected. And Christian, it's the norm, yes. Yeah, Christian's the best. Garcia sounded solid, though, credit him. It's, he sounded a lot more confident here. I think the arc he's gone through since the C2 really brings him into the natural babyface arc, so yeah. I like that. Um, and combining that with the dance that's gotten him over, of course. Um, Christian will no, never fail to make me chuckle. Uh, the dead relative shtick, it never gets old. Nope. And I like all the buildup he had just to say your father's dead. I know. Uh, Endo's fine with the save from Menard. Garcia's not winning this, but like you can make him no. good in the process. Exactly. Like, And again, Christian's at such a spot where he doesn't have to win anything clean. No. Garcia can like... And honestly, he arguably shouldn't most of the yeah, time. Yeah, right. So, and then talk, go in, on and talk about he's the best champion ever, even though he never wins on his own. Yeah. You know? Uh, then we get an interview with Hangman, RVD, and Hook. One of these things is not like the other. So what was RVD doing? Because my my note here is RVD is our truth question mark. Was he just being like dumb? I think he was distracted because remember Nana has weed or whatever. Oh, is that what it was? Because remember Hangman mentioned that once. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I I, was I wasn't picking up our, what RVD was doing. Hangman says Hook needs payback on Joe for their match, which was surprisingly good. It was good. And RVD needs to, needs to get his payback for payback for his loss to swerve and then he's like if you had won your match we wouldn't be in this mess which mm-hmm. that was a nice little jab rvd said something about nana's weed i think it was and then hangman says this is serious and the plan is to hurt towards strickland and then you just stick to it um i like this i enough i thought like i like that hangman's rally speech like he was trying to play to them with like this is your grudge this is your grudge but it just dissolved into being like we're hurting swerve right like i like how he started out rallying the troops and then he's like the plans to hurt swerve we're doing that let's do it he's selling that he is obsessed right? yeah so i like that it kind of plays into what we're expecting a revolution and it was more healy kind of stuff from him which we're kind of liking does feel like a random group right but I think Hangman's performance was pretty good. Yeah, and he was basically the bulk of this. Hooked in saying he was. RVD was minimal. Right. Um, Tony Storm has a squash match against Sydney Winnell, I think it was. Champions get squash matches now. That seems weird to me. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like when you... I, well, It wasn't... Was it you wasn't could, a title shot? Was it? No, you could have okay. said that. At, yeah, at least it wasn't a title shot because Warlow did that these and crazy. it was title shots. Remember, right. he was like Namath and Davari and yes, you know all those. Uh, Thaz Press, right hands from Storm, running Bulldog from Storm. She locks in ankle lock, then releases Ops to win with the Venus Divine instead for Perazzo. Um, it was fine. Squash uh, ties in the feud, I guess, with the finish. Perazzo comes right out because she's got a match too. Two women's matches. In the, in the time of one, though. That's so what I said after. It's not but, really... like, still, tech, for the stats, Yeah, that's crazy. I feel like this was there. you have to define Storm as a heel a bit because... 
her segments and the reaction from the crowd don't always make her feel like a heel, right? So this is like, nope, I'm stealing your finisher, I guess. But yeah, it was just a squash. It was nothing. Yeah, I mean, I get why it's, her thing's over, but it's really just kind of falling flat for me now. It's missing us more than it's hitting at this point, significantly, I would say. Yeah, it's kind of run its course. Like and it has. For I weeks still feel now. like a lot of people. I a lot of people seem to love when she's on commentary and stuff. I that's arguably my least favorite. I just don't. Again, I don't pay enough attention to commentary. It's I don't not know even why that I don't pay attention. It's, I feel me. like she does detract from things. Yeah, it's, it's just like the goofy stick does not belong in that setting. Right. So it it doesn't end up working out. But anyways, we roll into Peraza's match, which is against Madison Rain because she's still here. And all I knew about this match was there was a, quote, scary spot. And there was. I saw people like going AEW haters blaming Peraza and like saying she's like, I don't, or whatever. I, I don't think it's really her fault because what, what would she have done differently if it's just this? Because it was so, there's a baseball side drop kick from Peraza early on. And then there was Rain got spiked on a flatliner. Yes. And it was like, what would Peraza do differently? I think it was just the way, like, I think maybe Rain tried to sell it a certain way and she just kind of messed it up. Because I don't, like, how is, because if you're doing a flatliner and let's say Rain fell flat, what would Perazzo do differently? Right. Like, she wouldn't, nothing would change. Right. You know I mean? The lift's the same, the drop's the same, and I don't I know. I think it's just how Rain chose to take it, which is like. Or it's a miscommunication an and she thought it wasn't a flatliner, but then, like, I, I don't know. But I yeah. also, like, and I'll tell you now because the match was basically whatever. Yeah, and Perazzo won with Storm's ankle lock to get back at her. Um,. I didn't think Rain looked good, man. She looked slow and rusty. To yeah, me. no, it looked mid. And um, Perazzo, so, like, still. I don't on... know if that factored into the spot where she almost got. It looked bad, man. Like, I'm glad she's okay because it did not look good. Yeah, I still haven't seen like a banner showing for Perazzo. I mean, I'm not saying she's bad. It's not like a Valkyrie situation. It's no. just like they haven't really given her a chance to showcase to new people what she's really about. So I, I actually had this to ask you. They've put a lot of time into Perazzo Storm build. I so do appreciate if, that at least. Like, if you. How effective, like, if you had to grade it, like, I'm saying I'd probably give it, like, a B or B minus. Like, I appreciate that they put time into it, but I feel like yeah. I told you, Perazzo, the Virtuosa is a heel thing. Yeah. And I think you would enjoy her much more as a heel as well. Yeah. But, I mean, they've... So I'd I, also enjoy Tony Storm as anything else. Yeah. But they've put... Except an outcast. They have put time and either. attention into two talented wrestlers, at least. Yeah, so I it's not like red velvet or sky blue. B, not that they're B not talented, effort, but, but they're not. You know what I, I mean. I wouldn't call them talented, but like, I'm not looking forward to this really. I'm hoping it's good. There's... I think it could be, and the story has been decent. Like it hasn't been amazing, but the I, the build has been okay. I could think of four matches I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, for sure. But I, this one could and be one like of a them might be Sting. I don't know, like a really good nine, eleven minute. Honestly, probably the women's defense. matches. I'm never really excited for, so they just don't put enough time to get us invested. Re- yeah, generally, no. right? Uh, where they have all to the world title to Keshta and something else for the women. The match just has to Eddie. be awesome because usually the story they're telling with them is not. Unfortunately, yeah, I saw earlier. Also, I forgot Eddie and Danielson is on Revolution. Ooh. For, like, the crown thing. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, like, I forgot. Me too, until just now. <laughs> just now. But anyways, carry uh, on. Yeah, this is fine. Nothing notable other than the botch. Finisher stealing is all you need to know here. Yep. Um, Darby and Sting promo. Uh, Darby shows an old photo Sting and his sons. It's Wolfpack Sting, for those who are curious. Mm-hmm. Um, they babble about how nobody's involved Sting's family before. You hurt my kids, blah, blah, blah. They're grown men. 
Um, Sting talks about his dad and his own mortality and how he thinks about that. Time's caught up to him, blah, blah. I think he realized that a decade too late, but that's okay. <laughs> how dare you? Um, I thought it was fine. It just it was kind of bored me. Um, we disagree on this one big time. I just didn't really care about what Sting had to say. And I, I feel like at least they're really milking the thing with the Suns. Best, it's like at best they could they could fight for themselves. Best Sting AEW promo by a mile. I guess because one of my favorite Sting promos of all time, because it felt real and they were clearly giving him a moment to talk about his dad. I thought it just it felt slow and droning. Like I I did like that uh, it was real, I it was but great. I just thought his it was just like the it, most engaging Sting promo I can remember because I, it didn't engage me. I've never been. Uh, he's always been very very sports entertainment and this felt like he gave that up for a minute and was just yeah real that's fair and i i this is super over delivered for me it still doesn't really make me want to watch him in the ring again but i thought this was the best he sounded in aew easily and one of my favorite sting promos it just was i didn't really care the, i tend to tune him out to be his fair. tone was completely different it was much more intense uh i this was i really really liked it mm-hmm. i was saying like they're milking the thing with the Suns because they're in the prime of their lives. They it's could like fight. they're toddlers, right? Yeah. I know. They they could fight too, which I, I'm bringing it up again because I thought, come to think of it, since the tornado tag bullshit, I could see the Suns getting his, involved. His boys, who are significantly older than Darby Allen, I'm sure. They look older than Darby. I, I they, assume At least are. the same age as Darby. Right. They look the age of Darby, which begs the question why Sting's here. But, but anyways, great promo. I could promo. see them getting involved. Um, it was it was solid. First, first Sting promo, I'll say it was solid. Uh, I didn't care, though. Now, speaking of not caring, uh, perfect segue, because I don't care. Uh, we get to hear from Wardlow. I'll hold my Wardlow as I'm doing this. I'll, I'll, I'll clutch him dearly. Respect to Wardlow. Okay, actually, I don't like. I don't want to respect Wardlow. I'm going to... Where's... I'm holding something else. I'm holding Jey Uso. Makes um, sense. <laughs> well, when Wardlow got into the ring, he told Tony to get out of, his ring, out of the ring because that's what everyone does. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Wardlow said two years ago, thousands of people were training his name, and ever since then, he's been screwed over. Uh, Wardlow said you would think that the home, a homegrown megastar would be AEW champion a long time ago. I don't appreciate using the term megastar here. We're but playing very fast and loose. Kind of true. He's not a megastar, though. I mean, but anyways, carry on. Never was. Um, Wardlow said he's never been given a chance to win the AEW World Title. Said people in the back should be thrown in jail for that. He said the best in the world is somebody who Wardlow beat, and his body is still falling apart because of Wardlow. I I enjoyed that. Yeah. I don't think he beat Punk though, because I don't think Punk. I know he wrestled Punk. He no way he beat Punk. I doubt it. No, he couldn't have. There's no way. I don't know. Um, because I don't. Not a lot of people beat Punk. I think Mox beat Punk. Uh, Starks beat Punk. By, beat by Punk. the way, the, the final member of the family would be Angelico. Okay? The Callus family. We get Angelico in there. Push I him mean, to the moon. I, I'd take it. Why did that come to you just now? I, I looked at the roster a while. Oh. Just, <laughs> just now. I'd take Angelico. I mean, I I cannot complain if they want to do anything with Angelico ever because I love Angelico. Uh, anyways, uh, he mentioned the current world champion Smojo, at which point I remembered Warjo. Right. Because I just completely scrapped that from my mind. Because that was probably like prime Wardlow sucks time. Uh, actually, when isn't it? Wardlow said he choked out Joe and he beat him too. That I do remember not liking. I think that was when he won the title back from Joe and then lost it to Hobbs three days later. So this says Wardlow dominated Punk and then MJF interfered and Wardlow lost. Yes, yeah, so I guess he like beat Punk. Right. 
not like one, but like beat him. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Um, Warlow says it sounds like he's the best in the world. He's better than you, and you know it. He's the most dangerous man in the room and the uncrowned king in AEW. He said he's starving. He's done being fed scraps. Warlow claimed he was everything that a world champion is supposed to be, except talented. Um, and Wardlow showed that nobody could stop him. He said, if you try to get his way, this is no longer wrestling. This is war. My favorite part of this was, he said, shiny titles and custom suits look better on me than so much. No, they don't, fat ass. <laughs> yeah, they that definitely did. Awesome. We laughed and laughed. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Um, For a live in-ring Wardlow promo, I also, this over-delivered as well. Like, I thought... The stuff he said made sense, right? Like the the line about like, the rocket was then strapped upside down and he went crashing into the ground. Like everything true. he says, there's a kernel of truth at least it's, in it. It's tricky for me because I, on one hand, I agree with you. It was like technically a a good promo. It for was, him, but and everything he said makes sense. But I don't like him. I know, and if it like, was anyone else, I I'd be like loving this. I don't want more Wardlow in my life, but I thought he did a good job here. Yeah, that's the kind of struggle i have to like he he made a good point here and he's right but i don't want and he sounded pretty more. good in an extended live segment alone in the ring that's a that's a good step for that him. might be a testament to their fumble of him or whatever you want to call it because this is good and i still don't want it and from his perspective he's speaking the truth he is, he is right no so doubt. i always like that um like it was pretty good he was speaking the truth about the rock being strapped to him and then the floor being cut from underneath him Ignoring the fact that it's partially because he sucks, um, but they also failed to capitalize. Like, yeah, they, he never had the biggest skill set. But they but built they, him into they people loved him. They, that's there's capability to capitalize on that, yes. like Goldberg or yes. something like that, right? Um, he sounded pretty good. He's beaten some of the world champ guys, but it was like some of it was a little generic for me. But some of it, I thought he was like mm-hmm. like he did have a point. And from his point of view, especially, he does. Um, the problem is, I don't want to see it. Um, wasn't bad it just doesn't change his shortcomings to me um it just doesn't he's not someone i want to see in the main event picture and like we were saying already like if i don't want to cash winning the world title this year you think i want warlow no. anywhere near it no like currently we have smojo swerve and hangman three guys like love them all they're great deserve to be in that top tier mm-hmm. and then other guys in orbit are osprey cole and jeff when they come back are like at least in and around that level um, I forgot to mention him, but Jay White. Jay White's always a main event guy ready to yes. go. Uh, and then if Okada signs in AEW, regret like unfortunately, he's going to be around that top yep. spot. The world title picture this year is crazy stacked. And it's just not a place for Warlow to be. Even if he was doing good, I don't think he's. it's a place for him. He does not measure up to anybody there. No, if I you agree. want to pick your least favorite from that bunch I just mentioned, Warlow doesn't match up to them. And my my only thing from this is if I said to you, listen, you're going to get like a four-minute Wardlow live segment in the ring, you would have been like, oh, God. Yeah, it over-delivered for sure. For sure. Uh, you can maybe get a crack for him like Hook because Hook got like that title shot and he looked amazing. If you could do that for Wardlow, do it once maybe. But I don't want like an extended title feud with Samojo that's drawing on the Warjo history or something. Like, right. I don't want that. Uh, it's just like Wardlow was good here. I'll give him credit, but unfortunately, I think for both of us, it's not desirable. No, I don't need more of them, but this was good. Yeah, uh, made use of the time at least. Yep. Um, Bang Bang Scissor Game promo from Rampage. Um, petition to ban Billy Gunn from saying Bullet Club Gold things. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. Oh, he said Collision Cowboys. He did. You're like, me. you don't get to say that. You don't get to say that. Um, they're having a match on Collision. It's Colton, Billy, and Switch Dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was saying to you, I'm starting to hate this. Um, and it's not even because it's the worst thing I've ever seen in AEW. We've seen worse. Like there's, there's been like QTV, I would say is worse. Um, 
Jazz has been worse. There was like Inner Circle, mm-hmm. American Top Team, Nightmare Collective, like plenty of things that are factions alone that I've hated more or that have been like legitimately worse. But like this is ruining a group I love dearly and I cannot tolerate that. I th- this has to end in a split, but I need it sooner. Like end the suffering is the word here. Right. I, I know. can't take it anymore. It's a lot. Like seeing Switchblade be babyface and like joking around with Billy Gunn and it's not, I hate it. I don't I hate but it. But I thought from this maybe that I felt like an end is coming and remember I said rewind it because I was really watching Jay, Jay White. Did look kind of muted at the to end. To see if he was like looking even just a tiny bit disinterested. Like, and I don't know who thought this was a good idea or who still does. Who, but it's a yeah. myth. It's not even like I like it'd be different if this was not good but at least they were fulfilling their purpose but another thing that i can complain about is again the whole purpose of this so-called super group was to fight another group that they haven't touched once and i'm sure bullet club are going to turn but like will it even make sense at this point the longer yeah. it goes the more i'm the, like it's what are you like gonna the devil have thing yeah you know? yes if you know what i mean like, yes i just need it to happen please yes i can't do this anymore this was a segment i did not like this really, is not, did nothing for this me. This is it's not, not like, my bullet club. I didn't dislike it. It just doesn't do anything for me. And I, I mean, like, I like all the parts of this. Like in this, I have no problem with anyone in this group. Just not together. No, like the acclaimed, I I like. They're a good act. Even I don't Billy even mind Gunn, Billy like, Gunn for an old dude. They have a solid act. Yeah, as far as the old guys go, Billy Gunn's fine. But together, like I'm genu- it's making me angry because this is not my bullet yeah, you're club. You're misusing everybody involved i feel like especially bull club because yes, at least this more is, than anything this is in the spirit of the acclaimed but not yes. bull club and i feel like i really need juice back and i need that him to come back and they're turning on the acclaimed you give all the gold to bull club juice comes back and they just try to fold him in and he's resistant and he starts to like i'm just saying he comes back like he, he comes club, back and goes the, these are the guys you're hanging out with now and like that's how we get out of this maybe I'm just saying Juice comes back and they go full heel because the group's complete again. And he gets a hold of Jay White and Jay White's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And this then they stupid. And then they just... We need our gold. Yeah. And then you, you and then you do free bird rules for the trios titles with the bull club. That's right. You do open challenges. You have them wrestling every week. You have trios belts back on Dynamite. All will be well in the world once this faction Book dies. Book it. Just need to kill this faction where it stands. Mm-hmm. We still have one more week to Revolution. So if they turn on them next week, we could fast track a match at Revolution, unify the belts, kill this nightmare please exactly. please um it's announced we will get will osprey next week finally that nice. is awesome uh then we get cal's family interview takesha looks ridiculously cool you did comment on how cool he looked like, quite a bit. just the majestic hair and he was just in like a black, black tank top and his pants like just he does have a bit of a look to him he's got I don't know if aura is the right word, but he's got something Physical to him. charisma. He's just got something to him. He's got that look, man. He's cool. Um, Kalos talked about Will Ospreay facing Takeshita, how they're going to make each other better. Um, that match is going to be awesome. Um, Kalos talked about Hobbs being part of Meat Madness, which I've heard. Has that, I, me too, but has that been clarified? Like, obviously, nope. it's some I've sort of match with all it. big dudes. I heard it on Instagram, and that was it. Lance Archer. I, I mean, it would be interesting. Miro. Wait, Keith Lee. Wait. Okay. So, stick with me here. Yeah. I totally forgot about the Rusev Lana thing. Oh, yeah. World's End. Yep. That's what I mean. They had too many people. I haven't even seen that pop up on Collision from what I follow. They have like five hours of TV and they can't get everybody on. I didn't. Cuts. 
I like. I'm not saying I care about that storyline or want no, to. No, but it's I'm just, just been gone. Like, they did not pick it up once, and we were confused mm-hmm. too. So it's like they didn't even. Also, I called him Rusev. I just realized you did. Um, I one thing I wrote was I do not understand what Meat Madness is. I'm curious, confused, and a little amused because I think it sounds funny. Yeah, I just want them speaking of Callus family, keep them visible, have them start winning a bunch of matches. Like, with the ability of the guys in the group and Callus's mouth, like, there's no reason they can't be Fletcher a big deal wasn't even here. going forward, right? Yeah. No, I like everyone in the group, and I like Callus a lot, so mm-hmm. we just need to get them running again. Agree. Um, solid stuff, though. Callus is always quality. Not a lot of note here, but hopefully business picks up next week when Osprey's present, and Takesha looks too cool for his own good, and Fletcher was absent. Uh, then we get our main event, which is Hangman, Hook, and RVD versus Samoa and Joseph, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage in his Sega gear still. Yeah, a couple things in general. I don't like these sneak preview of what we'll see on a pay-per-view type matches. Um, I don't like RVD being here, and I don't I, like Joe and Swerve teaming. Because I will complain about that later in TNA because they do it too. But we basically get to see Joe and Hangman we basically saw it, but like Swerve and Joe were teaming up on Hangman. Right. That was basically the only difference. But anyways, uh, carry on. Uh, Wayward Son? Yes. Nailed it. And, mm-hmm. sorry, my other thing is... It's okay, my throat was being weird. Don't know if I love the champion being involved in this match. I would rather him be like, what? No. Like, this is not a even, valuable use of me as your champion. I don't even care if he's in the match. I just but anyways. Want him opposite RVD. Fair. Um, Hangman's nameplate said unhappy with team and then in brackets and generally which I thought was really funny Yeah, forgot he used to have really funny nameplates um, and I like that better because WWE does like a, they'll do personalized ones for everybody now and it's like it doesn't feel special anymore Right. I like this because it's like they're uniform but there's like a small bit on there you mm-hmm. know it's usually informative his are usually funny I forget to look out for them sometimes I usually don't but then or I do sometimes but then you just catch it sometimes mm-hmm Backbreaker there, comment RV from Swerve and Cage. Swerve and Hangman come face to face. They brawl until they're peeled apart by teammates. Um, delayed vertical suplex to hook for two from Cage. I think they tried to act surprised that he kicked out. I think so too. That doesn't make sense to me. It was not surprising. RVD hot tag. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Rolling Thunder Swerve, five star frog splash to Cage. Joe breaks the pin. Uh, barrage of corner offense to RD from the, everyone from the heel squad. So that was solid. Hangman hot tag flurry. There was a really nice. Um, he did like a. The like cage went for a pop up power bomb on him. He countered with a hurricane run and like did like the front kip up where like you do like the handspring mm-hmm. up. Like so, th- it looked really nice. Like just flew yeah, stuff cool. here. Kind of baby facing Hangman still, so was, I, he's kind of walking the line for sure. He is, I think. Hangman's lined up for a buckshot on Cage, but then he sees Swerve on the outside and lines up for Moonsault the outside instead. But Cage capitalizes, grabbing him for a superplex, and then Hook grabbed him, and it kind of ended up being a Tower of Doom. It so, was like, stuff yeah. like that. I like it was a German at the bottom, like, yeah. I think though. So, like, again, Hangman could be winning the match, could be the same story as, or, like, kind of a similar story to Revolution, mm-hmm. but takes out Swerve instead, or he goes for Swerve instead. Swerve accidentally pump kicks Joe from the apron, then Hangman power bombs Swerve through the announce table. Solid spot. Like, there's... Broke nicely. Their break seems to be, like, a little more, a little less contrived. Engineered. Yeah. Yeah. WWE's like is, like, table, everything releases, and you just fall safely yeah. to the ground. Exactly. Um, Joe ducks a buckshot, hits a nice scoop slam for two. Um, then there was the thing, the muscle buster escape that looked like the ankle injury. He tags out, uh, and RVD gets submitted in the Coquina clutch. So Joe at least picks up the win in this. Yeah. Um, I thought this was quite good. I don't think it was great. I kind of like the organization of it cause it really didn't it, like I was noticing it was the, 
lesser stars in for the first part and then it was like the main eventer guys were more involved in the last little bit right but uh i really good action i thought overall um no drill claw uh yeah no so minus I, two and a half stars no, no, i want to die life so without drill claws you couldn't working. drill claw rvd yeah i always say that whenever cage wrestling an right? old guy kill them with the drill claw well who i'm just like whoever is the bottom of the chain just that person gets drill claw <laughs> that's in the contract or do it to hook on i don't care but i so i thought this was a good match paled in comparison to the opener in my opinion but a, an entertaining trios match again don't love my champion being part of a multi-person match for no yeah, stakes or any reason yeah uh but a good match for mm-hmm. sure um, solid main event, I thought. Not what I would have preferred as Hook and Cage feel unnecessary. I definitely didn't want to see RVD, but it turned out good enough, all things considered. I liked Hangman Swerve's running story here, um, furthering yeah. that. Yeah, I do really too. Nice. Their and chemistry is play. off the charts. They're always going to be linked. Like, is, not just in-ring, but, like, even just yeah. face-to-face. Uh, Nancy table spot was really good-looking. My complaint is Joe having looked kind of weak, being taken up by RVD a couple times. Mm-hmm. hate that, because um, Joe's run's been basically perfect so far, I yeah. would say. Um, Mike O'Down's one of my preferred world title runs and it's hasn't even been and it that long came out of nowhere came out of me. nowhere completely unexpected hasn't been that long no been a couple months um at the very least rbd was here to take the loss which makes the most sense one thing i will say about this is it kind of threw the swerved hangman dynamic into a bit of a disarray and in that i mean hangman was with the baby faces and swerve was with the heels i think that makes more sense because swerve is more heelish and hangman's maybe baby face but just in recent lights like weird but i guess hangman's still not he's not full heel so i guess like it kind of makes sense he it's just a little weird to me i don't know yeah um hopefully the main event build picks up in the last week because i think they've built it well so far this week kind of felt like a lull for that mm-hmm. oh it's going to be a sweet match nonetheless for sure uh overall really enjoy i think i enjoyed this show more than you did because largely on the strength of like several segments over delivering garcia sting wardlow all like outperformed what i thought they would Th- looking back on it not really in ring heavy this week, right? Like, no, like the opener. Opener was, really was pretty good. long. The, op- the main event was solid. And well, then what am I missing? Taven, Cassidy. Or sorry, why did I say Taven? Bennett, Cassidy was okay. And then women, women. Women's was a waste. Which were like okay. just there, right? So I really enjoyed the show. I'm giving it a B plus. If any of those other matches, other than the opener main event, were stronger, like just because the segments, like from people that I thought was gonna be like, oh, here we go, but I liked all of it. So. I gave it a B plus this week. I quite enjoyed it. I think it. the grades are definitely in line of with how we're feeling because I think I was a little lower. I went with a B. I thought you might. I thought, I thought it was like a good show, and I I would say higher B than lower for sure. And I like the match. I think the opener was some of my favorite. I thought Garcia's promo was really good. Wardlow was better than usual, but it's just it's hard. I can't get invested. I know. In it. That, I just can't. And that's how I am with Sting. Like I thought the promo was awesome, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I still don't care about the match. We even saw women's was a waste. Um, Flair, no thank you. Um, Bennett. Cassie was solid. So yeah, I'd give it a B. Like it was, a, it was a solid show, but yeah, we're still still room to improve for yep. sure. Still waiting for. Remember, there's a early on when it was like hot multi-person. It was like A minus A A minus. Yeah. I remember the first those show days. of this year was awesome. An a. It was a fantastic yep. one. Yep, I thought this was probably my second favorite of the year so far. Quite enjoyed it. I think so. Honestly, it's hard to keep track. But anyways, let's shift gears. We'll do a little bit of trivia in a segment we like to call "Off the Top of His Head." All right, so I can't remember if I went down this road before, but I asked uh, artificial intelligence, if you will. I said, describe these wrestlers solely based on their names. So, like, just giving 
chat GPT the name how and I think it cheated because it's got a little it's pretty specific on some of them now I focused on 80s 90s WWEF whatever F uh, mostly guys I like but all names that you would understand right so for example I think I got like 16 of them and I'll tell you when I switch to tag teams because it will later on but it's singles wrestlers most of them I liked um, 80s 90s okay a dark and mysterious character possibly associated with death or the supernatural. Papashanga? No. Damn it. Think bigger. This is the biggest, most modern name on this list. Probably. Undertaker? Correct. Oh, okay, that makes sense. A dominant and authoritative figure potentially portraying a law enforcement... Bossman? Yes, or a prison guard persona. Oh, who could it be? A powerful and intense wrestler likely embodying the spirit of a fierce warrior. Tatanka? No. That's a fair guess. Ultimate Warrior? Correct. I, I feel like Tatanka, they thought, was going to be another warrior. Well, yeah, because they gave him like an undefeated streak, but then they wasted it for um, freaking Ludwig Borga, who <laughs> did nothing. I just I I saw a video an, on him. Yeah, I watched an entire video on him. I think it was Cultaholic's like, true crime series. I think he like, was he a legit is, badass, but... He was, and he was in Japan for a while. He's like, but he's um, the wrestling didn't messed go. up. He's interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right, number four, a cunning and calculating character, possibly with a serpentine or deceptive persona. One word really gives that one away in there. Deceptive? Serpentine. Oh, Jake. Correct. Uh, a colorful and charismatic wrestler, possibly known for high-flying moves and energetic performances. Savage? No, think of someone I liked who wasn't a big star. And that's a, this is what I mean. Like, I think they're going by more than just a name because it's a pretty accurate description. Not a jobber, but like enhancement-ish. One of my faves. Coco? Yeah, Coco. Coco Beware. A wealthy and arrogant... Hall of Famer. A wealthy and arrogant persona, like portraying a character with a lavish lifestyle or sense of entitlement. Duke the Dumpster Josie. No. <laughs> and Diviasi. Yes. A wrestler known for his skill and precision, likely emphasizing technical expertise and athleticism. Heart? No. Perfect? Yes. Okay, so I was going to say Those would have been both of my guesses. Yeah, no, I was going to say perfect first, but then I feel like I thought there would be something more specific to, like, per being perfect. Or, like, Healy, even, because this was all Yeah. Pretty. A charismatic and attractive persona, possibly known for his charm and seductive demeanor. Rude. Correct. Yeah, has to be rude. Like, they're mo clearly going by more than just a name, right? Because they're, like, nailing part of their the character of the, yeah a tough and eccentric character potentially incorporating elements of barbering into his persona gee i mean do you need a minute bruce the barber beefcake that makes sense correct i mean that one is more taking from the name if you include the the middle part yeah like that at least it's like they, right makes sense. Pro probably something barbary you know yeah number 10 a character focused on his own beauty and self-admiration possibly portraying arrogance and vanity martel because of arrogance yeah no like, remember i said Michaels? that might come up later because you referred to this wrestler earlier Who did I? arrogance and vanity i don't remember who'd be the vainest about. one ever of the 80s My 90s w no like specifically his name was related to being vain Luger? and you mentioned yeah the narcissist oh. you mentioned it like in the i think before we were recording oh no, okay. Number 11. I, I did say that. A large and imposing wrestler, likely portraying a sumo wrestler or a character with a Japanese theme. Yoko. Yeah. Who else portrays? That's not even like... And how do they you... immediately go sumo wrestler? From the name? 
Like, yeah, right. I don't. A, a tough and aggressive persona, possibly with a razor sharp edge to his personality. Razor. Yeah. Okay, tag that, team. That one, at least, again, at least it's from the name. Like, tag teams for the last four. What you asked for. Right. Yeah, that's true. A destructive and powerful tag team, likely known for their brute strength and intimidating presence. Natural disasters? No. Legion of Doom? No. Demolition? Yes. A unified and skilled tag team, possibly emphasizing technical wrestling abilities and teamwork. Hearts. Correct. Yeah. Like, that's pretty... That's like, not, come on. Like, wouldn't it be something heart-related, yeah. you would think? Like, they wear like, heart, probably wear hearts on their tights. Or, yeah. Or, like, although it's H-A-R-T, so maybe not. A tag team with a British theme... Likely known that, for okay, that one's good. <laughs> likely British known bulldogs. for their agility and tenacity. Yeah, bulldogs. That, are bulldogs like are literal bulldogs known for agility and tenacity? <laughs> maybe tenacity, probably agility, agility, maybe not. Last one: a wild and unorthodox team, possibly known for their unconventional tactics. Bushwhackers. And yes, and comedic antics. So come so, on. There's no way Cheat. you would get that. Yeah, Chat GPT is a big something else. dirty cheater. Yeah, but anyways, this is kind of fun. I was interested to see what it would do there. And now we'll it's not switch. Like they can get something wrong there at least. Right. No, they were pretty bang on on their descriptions. Well, it's like of, well, I mean, if it's like up to them to describe, it's like I mean, most of the time, they can't get that wrong. No, that's true. Um, let's switch back to talking about some more wrestling from this week. Whatever we liked and didn't from the stuff we watched. It's high spots and rest holds. All right, whose theme was that? I should know. Bang, bang, gang. Bang, bang, gang, right? Uh, okay, so you said you had some nuggets from Raw. So what do you have for us there? Start out Not on Monday. Not much. I just kind of wanted to have something. So we're, we're going pathetic here. All right. Uh, the what I wrestled was the UFC used Raw to set up a fight. I saw that. Necessary. I don't think I, I don't, don't like think that. as many fans watch crossover as they think. I feel like it's almost the opposite. Like most right. people, it's like one you or the watch other. the fake one. Yeah, or like yeah, like if you they watch the real one. I'm like, uh, no, thank you. They slate wrestling, like especially in my experience. I'm like, I don't want to watch the real. One. Like I've seen, I used to watch it back in the day, and some of the big fights, and then it, like if it's on in Mike's garage when we're throwing darts or it's whatever, kind of all it. the same. Yeah, I don't know. And then anyone who really likes that is not gonna no. want to watch our stuff. The, the fake so. stuff. It's just. I don't know, that was weird. He called out Conor McGregor or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember his I name, saw that. and I don't care to look it up. I can't remember either. Um, it was a guy. High spot, you will like this too, is that Drew beat Cody. Good. Uh, thanks to Solo. And it's even cooler because that's one of three people to beat Cody in singles matches since his return. Love it. Other one is Roman, and other one is Redacted. And just to let eh. you know, even though it's already happened, Drew is our pick. I don't I don't know if he's won. I'm sure you know, don't say anything. I don't get okay. spoiled. Yeah. But uh, we both picked Drew to win yeah. the Chamber. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and Becky. actually, if you really want to go there, only Roman's the only other one to beat Cody because, you know, redacted. Redacted. That, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Canceled. Uh, and this was also a callback to last year's Mania because Solo cost Cody again the same way he did when, coincidentally, Roman beat him. So Are you saying a former MMA heavyweight champion is redacted? Yeah. We can't get UFC more specific than that. Yeah. yeah. Even though there's even only one, yeah. other than maybe, I guess, Cain Velasquez. Riddle. Kane Velasquez, but he wasn't a champion, I think. Oh, right, no, Riddle wasn't. Velasquez, though, he hasn't. When was like, I don't remember last thing he did last time he did something, and people always rub on it because every time Solo will come run in like a hoodie, like wearing a black yeah. hoodie, and it's like everyone knows it's him. Surprise! Or, like, it's him again. It's it's funny. Yeah. Um. Then wrestled as Nia Jax takes out the whole chamber match. Feel it's like we're people saying this are in enjoying the her too. right now. 
it's such a waste of time trying to make her look good over everyone else because she's horrible. Apparently, this is the best she's ever looked, and blah blah blah. That that's so such a low bar. I knew you were gonna say exactly this those words. Incredibly low <laughs> I bar. I knew you were gonna such a low bar. It's well, it's like but you're not wrong. Yeah, that's like that's that would be like saying, um, well, punks. In or, like not punks in no punks a real world title run is the most successful defenses he's ever had. Right, he had no success. Like it's I don't know something like that. Like it's she's horrible. She's the worst. She sucks. She's a waste of space, and she takes up a lot of space. So right. Anyways, that is all. That's it. So I can move. I into... got a couple from SmackDown. That's it. Uh okay, I'll get back around to you then. Sorry if people are asking me to go on online golfing right now. <laughs> I don't know if people are in the garage, so we might be meeting up to golf online because, you know, we're cool middle-aged men, and that's what that's what we do. Okay, so um, mostly a rest hold for me, Lexus King Obafemi. I think it was the opener. I thought it was kind of weird because King was in control for a lot of this match, which I don't know, like, Femi selling for a few minutes seemed awkward and maybe not his strength. Um, Robert Stone comes down. King leaves the ring to go and shove him, and then... He comes back in, Femi throws him around, hits the pop-up powerbomb, and it's over pretty quickly. Uh, I didn't think this was great. Both of them are pretty basic in their offense, and the difference is Femi's got the raw power for his basic stuff to look more impactful, right? Um, Only about four minutes, which is going to come up a few times on this show, so tough to care that much either way in a four-minute match, right? Like, what do you say? Uh, Thea Hale's date didn't go well. Oh, boo-hoo. because she took JC Jane's advice to heart. You know how JC Jane was like, play hard to get. So like Hale's like, he opened the door for me and I told him I'm a grown ass woman. And like, yeah. I was on my phone the whole time when we were out at dinner or whatever. Um, oh, that's when she took her advice too far. Yes. Okay. And then um, the other one throw- shows up. Uh, Ariana Grace shows up and mm-hmm. is like, basically you shouldn't have done that. And if people are being a gentleman, you should let them. And like, this is the advice your best friend gave you. And then JC Jane's like, they go with a storm off. Right. And there's kind of like a moment where, um, Thea Hale kind of looks at her and hesitates before leaving. I think like they're teasing like, Oh, maybe this person's given me better advice than you. I don't know. Um, Lyra is suddenly like checking on Paxi and like touching her. And I find this whole thing a bit weird because this is basically like you're befriending your stalker. Right. Which is a weird (laughs) Story to Stockholm take. Stockholm syndrome, right? Like basically, something adjacent Stockholm to that. Syndrome on TV. Like, so basically, and Lyra is convincing Paxley, no matter what, I want you to stay backstage tonight. And if you do, then Lyra will bring her a surprise. So um, Pax is bribing like, oh. your stalker. Paxley's like, oh, this is going to be so hard to do, or whatever. I mean, like it's bribing your stalker to stop stalking you. Right. The Can you just stalk me later? Not well, it's like from the here's your stalking hours. It's a good way to get them to stop stalking you, but only temporarily. Because then if you're rewarding them after, it's like then they're gonna they stalk like you, you even more. more. So it's like it's a temporary fix. It's to a paradox a more of some pro- kind. It is kind of a paradox, yeah, or like some <laughs> Cash Twenty Two type thing. <laughs> You know, I I will say Lyra is sounding more comfortable in these like scripted acty sort of things, which is good good, because you need to round her out in ring. She's ready to go. It's just kind of some of the details she's got to hammer out. Um, Wolf dogs are in the ring with the ducks, dusty cup, and they're kind of doing their thing going back and forth. Um, And it leads to 
you know, I did the end of days, but I did the spear. So that's the spear of days is what they're going to call it. Uh, they're doing their little shtick, right? Yeah. Of like him not wanting to say wolf dogs. I think it was Braun that suggested it be spear of days. So then probably obviously Corbin's like, oh, I like that, right? Yeah, probably because also Braun was war- wolf dogs. Yes. Uh, Chase, you interrupt. Chase says it's a teachable moment. They basically want a title shot because they were supposed to get one from the family. So I guess that works now. They still that, get one. That's how that, that works. That transfer's over. Right. Um, Hudson does call them, refers to them as the wolf dogs. Then Fraser and Axiom come out and they're like, no, no, we want a title. I saw the, par- have you seen the parallel to when Fraser comes out? And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not how that works. Is that Seth Rollins? Yeah, it's uh, some, I, I it's noticed that. Second, way back from Rollins in like 2016. Back it did in the feel a little Healy almost, which I think is if a weird. Also because Rollins trained him, right? So Yeah. So. Oh, right. Weird direction to go if they are Healy. But anyways. Well, Fraser's been like kind of walking the line, right? It's weirder for Axiom for sure. Did you hear? So. Fraser's logic for them deserving a title shot was like, we did the best against them in the tournament. That's more fair because at least they actually wrestled them but it's instead like we, of like we lost less bad than you well, or well, other like, people. That's kind of they weak. came close to beating them. I, I don't guess. know. It's like I feel like that's better because at least they actually fought them. Chase is just like, oh, we got we won a shot against the other guys. So yeah, so that should carry they also over. Lost. I don't know. It's just it's, Ava, it's weird either way. Ava comes out awkwardly, tells us that we're getting that number one contender match, and it will happen tonight. And I honestly think, like I said it before, I think the Dusty Cup and the Wolf Dogs have sort of like kickstarted the tag division, and That's I'm good. all for it. And um, we need that in AEW. Like, I agree. Tournament to kickstart the tag division. We which... said it. Do like a continental thing with tag teams even single elimination if you want to do single elimination or yep. con- I don't know, that's whatever but like sting retires vacates the titles do something tournament. to force yourself to put tag teams on tv and if that's what we need but anyways that's what has to happen then do it roxanne is pissed off about shotzi getting a title shot i don't blame her something she says i'd be pissed off about shotzi doing anything on my tv she gets her comeuppets don't worry Shotzi. unfortunately oh, yeah um Roxanne at one point says the only person you can make happy is yourself and she hopes that Shotzi Amen, and sister. Lyra are watching her match later so I don't hate the idea of Roxanne's evolving character but I just don't think she executes it very well and she just I say it every week right she's less believable doing this than as a straight up baby face and straight up baby faces are hard to find like yeah. believable just what they used to call like white meat baby Gargano, face right. Brian back in the right. day um, Sammy Zayn can do it. Sammy's, oh yes, how could I forget? Sammy He's Zane's amazing fantastic. at it, right? Hangman Page can do Hangman, it. Hangman, obviously. Although yeah. I wouldn't quite call him like the white meat. He's more like the Hangman's thoughtful, so, yeah. whatever. Hangman's kind of like Zayn. It's like even more literal because Zayn's kind of pale, right? Um, white meat. Then we get the next like this cryptic white text over black screen that we're getting. Something about he will be a mirror to people who deny the truth. Sure. The, who who is this? You know what I'm wondering? If it's not Okada, then... Remember they were showing Boa in the background of things? Yeah. And this feels like something... Who was he? Tian Sha, remember? No, but like, who was Boa recently backstage Dante with? Dante Chen. Dante Chen. Thank but you. then... Why do you know that? Guy that doesn't know. watch I've NXT. I've been seeing that. What's wrong with like, you? I think Dante Chen had the face paint on with him once. But then it's weird because Dante Chen was just on SmackDown because he was Breaker's debut opponent. And he so maybe normal. they're... So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Because I don't know I've who heard this them is. teaming up on like... Might have been on level up or something. I, I don't know. And so maybe like, oh, they're okay on level up. We're ready to give them a little gimmick. That seems to be what most people have done. Because like, yeah, I think so I'm not, a lot I don't of know. people have been level up and then they move. I'm, they I'm level p- up, so to speak. I'm partly trying to set my expectations low so that like, I'm not being, oh, it's Okada or something exciting. And then it's not. 
But anyways. Yeah, because like now Okada seems to be leaning towards AEW, which mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Ren Sinclair takes on Roxanne Perez, and you saw you were doing some schoolwork, so you were in the room for the, the middle oh chunk God. of NXT. Ronkowski needs to get new ring gear. It's so horrible. she was doing the hat. It's like half instead of half yeah. country pants. Like it was jean, it's Adidas. Half Adidas, but then like it made me laugh because I think the she had the pad had the stripes three stripes. Too. That's funny. That's like, a funny touch to, to go me. through that worked like I don't. It's just like please. So I think she's in an area where she's more experienced and better than like the name image, like the NIL women. Yeah, no, she is. Cause she's but, been like an NWA and she's been wrestling a bunch of places. Before. Right. So, but not like quite. Solid. Yeah. And anyways, this was Roxanne is being very aggressive and she's sort of talking trash along the way and working Sinclair's arm pox pop rocks, then rolls it into a submission and Ren taps to the cross, cross face. face crippler cross face. Yeah, that's it. I thought it was okay at best. Roxanne is kind of inching further toward being a heel, which I think like there was more heel mannerisms and things in this match. And I think Ren may have something as a baby face, right? Um, I haven't been super impressed in ring, but they haven't given her much time Change either. The ring gear. Cause guess what? This was just oh, barely over four minutes. You want to see the Zack Ryder gear? I told you about that. You don't yeah. Remember. That I don't remember. Okay. Uh, metaphor are with it's arguably worse. I and no, <laughs> type Zack Ryder. N- no quarter catch crew are backstage. They have some basic banter, and Dar wants to know who he's facing. Um, and of course, they're they're like, our rules mean you don't get to know who not until you're you, in the um, ring. So like Gulak posted about that because he was like, who should face or whatever. And then like I commented, should be Dempsey, and I actually got on his story because like oh yeah, um, he was posting a bunch of the comments that cool. people put on his story, so I ended up on there. But um, you need to post those things on our instagram for the podcast oh yeah you're right see that's just the worst thing ever but so this this is the no quarter clause clause so who who allows them to have this why does noam dar not care why is dar the champion have to be like oh you guys just get like that's just how it is you guys get to it's a cool thing but it's like not i agree and i want to like them but like I how like it, make except sense? for the fact that, like, you're pointing that out. Like, In kayfabe, if, how does this make sense? Yeah, because I think it's a fun concept, but, like, it needs to be, like, has, like, if there, if it was the NXT era where there was no authority figure, it would arguably make yeah. more sense. But now that there actually is one. And I feel like this is the first time they're applying it, or at least a major match, and it's to a champion who has to no, just... No, didn't they do it to Dragon Lee when he was Oh, yeah. American he champion? has to just deal with it? Yeah. Like he has no say. So they you can make get the same argument for that match, I guess. A group of jobbers get to decide this. Sorry, formerly, hopefully not in the future jobbers, because I like them, especially Dempsey. Uh, Brooks Jensen took on Briggs, and I thought this was a pretty good, like, 11 minute for an NXT slugfest. This is what you're going to get. Um, Jensen did look really aggressive at one point, running him into our Briggs into the barricade over and over. And I thought it was kind of slow but steady. And then a final push was a lot faster. There was a good near fall near the end with a Briggs boot and choke slam. Uh, ended up with two big lariats and Briggs wins and then kind of hugs Jensen's lifeless body after the match, right? I love you. I still think they're. I'm sorry, I love you. I still think they're better off as a team because I think each of them are kind of lacking something to be and a it's singles. Team. But Briggs is pretty good. Just, Briggs is like experienced. I just don't, he is. I just don't know if he's, the charisma is there to be a top yeah, guy. No, but I think he's better of he's, the two. He's better he's than like a, uh, Buchanan Jr. He is like a good, rugged, like JBL kind of dude. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Although JBR was a big deal. We'll see how much of a bully Briggs is. Um, Gacy's in a straight jacket because Dijak has taken him and again, hostage. So 
I mean, I would say Ava allowing the catch clause is one thing, but her uh, just letting a kidnap go down. Well, who points out the problem with this? Well, it was weird. Oh, uh, Luca (laughs) Luca Crucifino. I thought that was funny. What a bizarre. Luca Crucifino's there and going like, I think what you're doing is illegal to die, Jack. I like that. That was funny. It's a good use of him. It was like just for a little bit of comedy. It made me chuckle because I was there and I was like, I I think his character is kind of funny. And the point is Gacy's fine with all of this torture because this is his new thing is that no matter what, you can't like break me or whatever, I guess. But anyways, um, it was fine. Dijak didn't say a lot. It kept it short. And Luca was kind of funny, comic relief, right? Uh, in the barber shop, you saw this, and I thought it was awesome. Oh yeah, I really like it. Mellow, all alone, like just cutting a pre-recorded promo. Um, he's all alone, but he ain't lonely, right? He had his pride and his principles. Um, he didn't snake his spot or get too big for his boots. Those are sort of references to how he feels about Trick, right? And he said, like Trick, you could have had any spot, like top five, right? You could have been fifth, you could have been second, but you wanted to be number one and like that can't happen. Right. And that's a problem because you should have known. So anyways, long story short, heel mellow is cool as hell. Heel mellow is way better. Back. I said that when he I was kind of turning face, I was like, I was always waiting for this to happen. Yeah. That was a while ago. Cause I was like before his title run, but it's I thought, nice to him for him to be back at the peak of his powers. So I thought like, he sounded awesome. I thought the clips they played, like it was a slick little package of highlights and stuff playing behind it. Um, really good segment. I quite like Trick. It's just a shame because he so undeniably has to go main roster and then we don't see him anymore. Who, Mellow or Trick? Yeah, Mellow. Yeah. I think both of them in their own ways are yep. going to be big. On their way up, yep. Ariana Grace takes on JC Jane and I just have Jasmine Nix, question mark. The one, that's the one One that, of the like, calendar girls, I assume. It was like, remember at the end of the calendar and she like asked her to stay after and so it's like they're teasing oh, some sort right, of romantic right, right. angle with them, I think. Right, right, Which right. I mean... I want to say it's progressive for them, but they don't have a good track record with that. And my next one that you can clarify as well, Saxman fact is not a thing. Oh, yeah. He keeps calling him Saxman or whatever. Like, or yeah. Sax fact. And... Yeah. And we're like, nope, that can't become a thing. No. Not allowed. Uh, Jane wants... <laughs> Saxon does not deserve to have a thing. Jane, the first time, Jane wants uh, Thea Hale to get involved in the match on the floor, even though the ref is fully like looking at that point. And then they circle back around. This time the ref is distracted. Jane again is looking for Hale to interfere. And she won't do it. So Jasmine Nix does, right? So obviously this is like... It looks like the story is Jane sort of adopting this Jasmine Nix because she's more evil. More and, and Hale is maybe style, turning yeah. away to Ariana Grace. <laughs> thi- like, No, I, wasn't she with Henley later on? That too. And now that I'm talking out, even if she... Because... Hale is so naive, right? Maybe she can't see that Grace is a heel or what? I don't know. That could yeah, like she almost. Could fall for, yeah. Uh, again, this is under four minutes. Um, so JC Jane wins with the cheating, and Jane and Nick celebrate as Hale kind of looks on. So I don't I'm harmless back and forth, right? To further the Hale Jane story, nothing else really. The family sit down and meet, and like Rizzo's apologetic. Oh for- my god, I hated this. For not winning, and Tony D's like, whatever you did well for your first match. Rizzo makes me want to punch a. Uh, you get mad. Well, uh, it's bad. And you now know you know it's bad. He's gonna lead the family in a new direction, and it's his way. And he's gonna be like heel. Yeah, he's gonna really be the dawn of NXT. So maybe a heel turn. I mean, or... It makes more sense for their characters. Cause... For sure. Well, then get rid of the cartooniness as much as you can. Like Rizzo's is so like, bad. No one talks like that. We're babyface mobsters who have like killed people and thrown people in the trunks of cars, but we're comedy. Like, it's weird to me. Rizzo's so bad. She's like, I can't even do this. It's a lot. She's it. a lot. But I actually it's think horrible. she has potential in ring. 
Yeah, and, but and like maybe in any uh, other character, like hey Don. Yeah, I know it's bad. Um, Rich Holland sits down with Sarah Schreiber, right? And Dana Brooke. And he Looks makes like one Dana good Brooke. point: like, why does him wielding a chair? That's every, what I'm saying. Everyone cares so much, but I don't think they do. I, think I don't either. Obviously, that's the story they're t- telling. But like, that's what I'm saying. It's not like when Seth Rollins turned on the show, everyone's like, "Oh my God, what the hell are you doing? You have a chair." It's like because it was a betrayal, and she's not like, "You're the a chair. good guy," but blah. So. He said Why does it matter? I, I agree with him. Like, it's, it's who cares? He said he's going to apologize next week. But like, so Why? I guess I guess the story is right now. He's a good guy, but he snaps in the ring, and and Festus. I'll say it: too much tell, not enough show. Like, why is he a good guy? Have we like what what have you shown us that he is a guy I care about? If he snaps in the ring or not? I care about Pete Dunn. I don't know. Like, I get what they're trying to do. It's not working. Out of the three ex brawling brutes i can almost guarantee you he's the one i care least about for sure and i and seamus has been out for months i'm open to him and i get what they're trying to do but it's not making it's not working Try for better me at this point um axiom and fraser versus chase you in that number one contender match i thought this was a really good tag match um back and forth scramble with fraser and chase chase finally sits down to get the pinfall um I thought this was the match of the night. There wasn't much competition. Ten minutes, everybody looked good. But now NXT is infected with the disease of the Good Brothers. Which oh, is like, I laughed as soon as I saw this on Instagram because I could not wait to tell you. Super Can I just, upsetting like, cue to up me. their theme now? The, no. The, not the WWE one, of course. The, no. the better one. Yeah, this is like if you said who would you least want, and I'll talk about Shotzi it. Shotzi and the Good Brothers. I'll talk about why in a minute because they appear again. Uh, so Dragunov then I don't has think it's a one-time thing. sort of his retort. He talks about Mello. He calls Mello a coward and a rodent, and he will see Mello at Roadblock as long as Mello shows up next week to meet him face-to-face. That, that is how seeing people works. You'll see them as long as they show up. He is, And remember, I was doing cell phone notes. He is coming for Mello's soils, which means his soul, actually, in real life. Garden feud. So, yeah, you're right. Um, Fallon Henley and Thea Hale were sitting down in the locker room, and they're kind of commiserating they're both confused about their friend's recent behavior and about valentine oh right because because date go bad date go bad on valentine's day for hale and remember um henley it was the kiana james and jensen valentine stuff last year yeah let's not talk about that so anyways they they take a walk as vic tells us what a locker room leader henley is that made me laugh yeah that was funny So we get last legend, Kalani Jordan. Wasn't great. Uh, Jordan is doing the elusive thing, but then she gets, like, kicked out of midair. She's not... She's. I said this before. She's the lesser half of her couple. Jackson gets involved um, to stop Jordan's role, and then last chokeslam, and it's over. James and Izzy Dame come down to try to attack Jordan after, but she escapes. A couple of lashes moves. The backbreaker looked painful, but other than that, nothing special. A little bit of clunkiness. Just over four minutes again. Good brothers and off a blade next week. Gross. Kelly talks um, to OC, asks them about their return to NXT. Carl says they're back to stay. A sad face. Upsetting to me. <laughs> Gallo says he doesn't know if Chase U is happy about it, but he was never a good student. Carl liked their calendar, though. Um, they're going to separate the men from the boys in the tag team division. So, and the brothers. From these the guys, I can almost promise you, will put in minimal effort beat everybody while telling them how bad they are and then leave eventually, right? This is their MO. There's no reason to believe they're not going to do this. They don't put people over. They don't, more specifically, Gallows doesn't work Anderson's hard. Anderson's okay sometimes. But they're all about 
like amusing themselves and they don't put anyone else over verbally or in the ring. So yeah. I they're the exact opposite unless they have changed drastically of what you want down here. Yeah, no, they're not they're not good. So anyways, annoying. So then we get what was the main event, Lyra and Shotzi for a minute for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, another glaring example, right? This is a low-level main roster talent walking into a main event spot in NXT. That's annoying to me. Arguably Good Brothers, same thing. You, you agree. This one doesn't really get going. Um, the apron DDT spot happens where Shotzi tears her ACL and is out for nine months at least, right? So pretty simple. She just no. dropped She just dropped from the apron to the ground, and that was it. Grabbed her knee, and I was like, this looks legitimate. And then they come back from commercial, and... Lyra's just standing in the ring, kind of walking around. So it was pretty clear it was a legit in injury. Ava comes out, makes it open challenge. Lash comes out, I honestly assume, because she was still in ring gear. Like, I literally think it was like, oh, crap. Who's still got their gear on? Lash, go. Right? Because you don't have time to put any get Why anybody dressed. pick her? Right. And then the other, that is the other question. So anyways, Lyra grabs Lash, tries to get her up on her shoulders, but can't do it. Pump kick from Lash. Jackknife cover for a near fall. Uh, Lash is getting frustrated, picks Lyra up, puts her on the top rope, um, but then Lyra fights with elbows to knock Lash down. I thought a pretty average-looking splash off the top Lyra retains after six minutes. So honestly, considering it was a total audible due to that injury, I didn't think it was terrible. Um, Lash looked better here with an experienced, talented wrestler than she did earlier with a bit more of a rookie, right? So that makes sense. Um, who on this roster, I'm asking you, I guess, can be a real challenger for Lyra at this point? I assume they did Davenport, right? Yeah, Roxy goes full heel. I guess, but you already did her, so it's like you kind of gotta wait a bit. Well, I don't know what else they can do. Uh, like that's an actual like not just a placeholder. Kiana James, heat mm, her up. Mm, like, are you going split with Paxley? Elevate Paxley because I don't think that that's doesn't sound right either. So I don't know where what they're doing. Uh, Feel kind of bad for you Lyra. Could have made an argument for Cora Jade, even though I don't like her, but she's true. Out. That that was probably what they were doing. You're probably I forgot about her already. You're probably right. Exactly. Um, I, who else is there? I know, because like, Davenport's disappeared and they went that route already. So I don't know. Jade and Nikita. Are out. I just like Lyra. I want her run run to be meaningful, and I don't know it's to, if well, it's yeah. going to be like because like Baszler and Oscar both had good mm -hmm. people to be, and even at least Mandy Rose's run, she was facing decent people. Yeah. All right, Impact, um, TNA, sorry. Pretty solid show in ring. I didn't cover everything. Still Impact. Saban and Hotch opened up, and I thought this was a good opener again. A lot of weeks I prefer the opener to the main event, um, but I'll both praise and complain the main event later. Solid back-and-forth 10-minute match. Saban won with the Cradle Shock. Good hands are affiliated with the Mustafa Ali now, and I thought Hotch once again looked good. They talked about him being like a potential X Division guy, and I think they should pull the trigger on that. I like Hotch. Ali's segment follows after. Um, he said Saban has led the X Division in uncertain time, and now it's time for new leadership, and he does the, like, he approves that message. Should be a good match. I will probably go and tr I tried to check it out already. I just It was struggled. the main event for some reason. Yeah, I'm going to go watch it, I think. So we get Simon Gotch versus Jack Price with Josh Alexander on commentary because he is not allowed to touch uh, Gotch ahead of their match. So Gotch is working like a really aggressive style is the thing. Wins under three minutes with a Gotch pile driver and a bulldog choke. And there's just something about him I don't like, and I don't know what it is. But I guess it was a... Isn't he a dirtbag? I don't, I don't remember how dirtbaggy, but yeah, there was something. Something like that. A squash to establish him in TNA. 
Um, classic GYV promo ahead of their deciding match with ABC. I thought Gibson sounds great, Drake sounds good, and they just have that old school promo vibe, right, that I quite like. Yeah, um, I, I really like them. Was it you that told me or I heard someone else? They're not officially signed? I don't think I told you. So that's weird. But that, no, I mean, I didn't see anything yet. Yeah. Uh, Macklin versus Trent Seven, I thought was a good TV match. Got a bunch of time, like 15 minutes. Uh, Macklin won with the KIA, which you asked me what that was, right? It's a double underhook DDT. I saw it. It didn't look great. Um, Rascal tried to get involved a bunch. Mike Bailey was there to neutralize them, although they did get involved in the finish. I feel like Trent Seven sells really well and does that whole like underdog Orange Cassidy kind of thing yeah. really well. <laughs> and I'm disappointed he's gone because I really would have liked him to. They never got to do British Strong Style like the full faction in WWE. No. So and he's definitely New, New Cash Republic stupid. Remember the angle in UK where he was like getting in shape? Definitely not the angle he's working right no. now. He's um, but and then they had like the retirement angle with British or sorry Mustache Mountain. Like that was solid. It and was the dying days of UK. Yeah, I thought I think he and Bailey make an interesting team if that's the route they're going. So good Matt, uh, win for Macklin because I think he's re- gearing up to face Nemeth. Giselle Shaw has ditched Savannah Evans and Jay Vidal and Gail Kim approves. Gail talks about doing things with dignity and humility and Shaw just isn't having it. And I think if they really want to elevate Shaw, I was thinking about this, she should just beat Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace can take a loss. I don't think she did. I don't remember. And a win against Grace would be huge for Giselle Shaw. But anyways, don't spoil it because it happened and I don't know. I'm going to watch it. Um, Eric Young takes on Frankie Kazarian. Nope. Kaz refuses, says that he'll face Young on his own timeline, but he's found... at the pay-per-view, by the way, and the winner gets a title shot. Right. Oh, yeah, I heard it was for number one contender. Which makes sense. I feel like that was a late addition. That makes sense for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, Kaz says he's found somebody from Young's past to face tonight, and it's Big Damo, which I thought was cool. I enjoy him. I used to like him. I think he's a good big man, honestly, especially in TNA because he's not like a giant WWE big man. he's more capable than Khan. For, per se. Absolutely, and PCO in my opinion. Yep. Like, at this point, Dane can do some stuff, and I thought he had that decent run. Remembering him and Drake Maverick had that. Yeah, they were funny team together. With the theme song I surprisingly like. They were funny. Yeah. Uh, Eric Young wins with a pile driver in under five minutes. I, and I, I also, oh, I also forgot that he has history with Eric Young. It's not just right. sanity, brings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was. He Even was I the, remember that because remember Madman Fulton was yes. in that, but then um, he, he went was to TNA. Out. Well, not even. He was just out randomly and killing demons to replace him. Because it was them, Alexander Wolf and uh, Nikki Cross. Oh, that yeah. was long ago. It's weird because then the next thing I remember Alexander Wolf doing was Imperium, which could not be more different. Right. And then we saw him on the Indies in Toronto. Oh, yeah. Didn't we? I don't we remember did. who he faced. The one Smash show. He was the one it they were promoting. might have been Vertigo, I think. Oh, yeah. Vaughn Vertigo. I think so. I like him. So Damo got in some of his signature stuff here, but it was pretty short and he lost. Um Very dude. And he just lost his hair on top of his head, though. EY versus Kaz doesn't really appear to appeal to me. I think I've seen enough from both of them, you know what I mean? But anyways, yeah, for sure. uh, post-match Young issues the challenge for no surrender, So, and that match was made, right? So not on Kaz's terms, or I don't know. It's anyways, Tasha Steeles is ready for the rubber match against Zaya Brookside, and I, I have zero recollection of their first matches, so this is not a draw for me. <laughs> and Tasha Steeles seems to be spinning her wheels since coming back. In my opinion, no more uh, fire and flavor. The big draw was Ash by Elegance made her debut against Savannah Thorne, and her person who Ghost Jam was nice enough to clarify because we knew we knew him from somewhere. Yeah, like, and he for, said from Destiny, right? From Santino promotion around here. Yeah, then they do stuff at a Santino spot I that we've knew been. Knew I'd seen him before, and I now that he said that, like, I'm like, I know I've seen that, so that was helpful for Net right now. He has go away heat, 
with me. He could turn it into like appropriate heat, but I don't. Anyways, um, she wins with a swanton in under three minutes against Savannah Thorne. And Still suck. I do like the name of the swanton for Ash. Rarified air. I thought that was good. That's all right. And I think it's a good choice for a finisher for her, actually. She can hit it on anyone, and it's something, right? Um, but she's still Dana Brooke, so it's basic stuff and tumbling, as you know. Main event, System versus Shelly Kushida, Kevin Knight. Who can you trust? Really good, almost 18 minutes, trios match. Baby faces looking really fast and athletic. There was a stretch where Kevin Knight got to do his thing, and he is nuts, man. They need to f- find a way to use him. <laughs> I thought there was a spot where the referees look ridiculous because they were distracted by Alicia for like hours, it felt like, but on the apron. But anyways, um, and Alicia distraction again later and Moose Spears night for the win. Really good match, but like this is where the criticism, it seems like a lot of these multi-man, multi-feud matches as main events and it's too frequent. Like it's just like we throw a bunch of people together and yeah, the action is good, but it's, I don't know. I just, I prefer the openers a lot. Um, And these... This, this makes the matches on pay-per-view less important for me, especially like the tag match because we just watched them interact a lot in this match and yeah. now it's happening literally the next day on pay-per-view. So I don't <laughs> love that choice, but anyways. The next day is well. Pretty decent show in ring, honestly. Um, SmackDown, go for it. Right. That's you. That one. Mm-hmm. High spot, uh, Breaker squashed Dante Chen's in his debut. Looks solid. <laughs> yeah. But... um. They're We're off. ready for Breaker on they the main definitely roster. Gotta push. They're definitely going to push him. Too bad, because we've just started really liking him. Yeah, but at least it's like, I feel like when they will push him, it's like, because his style fits more with them, so it's not like oh, yeah. he'll be... He'll be a call-up that's successful, I'm almost positive. He has it. to be, otherwise... I think like, so. He's second-generation and uber-talented. I don't know what, what more they would want from and him. And when the crowd sees that dude run the ropes, you can't help but like be like, yeah, the gasp. Yeah, the one spot in the match he, with Chen was like, he did the thing where he runs crazy fast and yeah. hits him with the close. I'm like, he's crazy. So this yeah, speed to power is crazy. He didn't even come out with his title, though, so that's weird. Fun. Uh, other high spot was Dunn and Bate versus Dom and McDonough. I liked what I saw from the highlights, and it's a highlight any week Dunn's getting to do something. Kind of like when Jaden McDonough started doing things in the Judgment Day. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I'll be happy that he's being used. Yes. So there is that. I'm disappointed I couldn't just get a Dunn-McDonough match that I wanted, but um, this will have to do. Baton Dunn also getting the better Priest and Balor afterwards, which is nice, but because there's no way there's winning. Mm-hmm. So that's why that was. Right. Um, yeah, and Dunn reused a different gear this week. <laughs> no fresh white gear. He didn't wear a fresh gear at Chamber. Bummer. Either spoiler i know but anyways anything else uh no all right uh the only other thing i did go out of my way to watch i told you 47 minutes of will osprey mike oku michael oku michael oku um it was pretty awesome it was really slow going for a while and then i was telling you the commentary were so even though the heel commentator was a bit much they did such a great job of filling me in on stuff. So I felt like I was in on the story and all the callbacks and stuff along the way. Cause apparently the story was that Oku is now like, he's very young and thin, right? But that he's, he's he is, he's bigger now to take more punishment. Cause apparently even though it was a really good match in the first one, Osprey just beat the hell out of him for most of it. Mm-hmm. So this looked like the middle part that that was happening again, but Oku could take more chat, more punishment and he kept kicking out and then it went into like, crazy mode where everybody's kicking out if you don't like that style right like they're kicking out of like i told you osprey hit everything consecutively and he still kicked out but anyways uh the story was and he still had the bloody towel from the last match which he gave to um 
well, Osprey had it, oh. and he like threw it at Osprey's or sorry Oku's second, who was a woman. I'm not sure who ended up taking a couple bumps, including and um getting nailed with the um hidden blade. And I told you Oku hit I think three hidden blades, and they looked awesome. Uh, anyways, and that this basically Osprey on his way out was making sure that this guy was ready to be the guy and blah blah blah. So it was cool. He put yeah, Oku it was his over. Last Rev Pro, I think. Great match. Um, probably didn't need to be forty-seven minutes, but the last like twenty. That's like saying that cage match didn't need to be an hour and five minutes. Right. Like, it's still, it's still, still awesome something. match. Really enjoyed it. Uh, didn't know anything about Oku. I may go watch some, some more of Rev Pro because I kind of think there's a lot of talent there I don't know, and that's like my favorite thing, right? So I may go check out some more of it. Uh, but anyways, the last segment we're gonna get into before we get out of here is taking a look at a bit of a figure update. You said there is one, and we call that figuring it out with Jack. <laughs> All right, tell me what's what in the world of figures. Um, there's, I told you the new thing was they renamed the basics because right. they changed the articulation. So there, we got main event series now, which, which I is... think is a appropriate because main event is like the lesser show. So the main event figures are lesser That's figures. Fair. Yeah, if you want to compare, it's on it to brand. That. Yeah, um, the latest series is Rollins and White from Chamber last year, which right. is nice, but they messed up the kick pads because I. It's like gold all around the back there, mm-hmm. and it was not like that. It was white on the back and just the gold front. So crazy. They totally messed it up, but it's it's nice. I guess white Rollins is always nice, but basic is a waste. There's AJ in the black and silver, which is nice, and I actually I kind of like the muted gear mm-hmm. just with red gloves. Uh, DBS has got two looks. One of them's the money ink, like the black one, and then there's the green one, and then Katana Chance, which it's really flat looking, but the head scan's nice. It's just like the women's figures tend to be really flat. Katana Chance. Also, I think Lesnar's in that wave, but they didn't reveal it. Weird. Um, There's Top Picks Basics, which is not basics. I'm still going to call it that for Wow. Uh, it's Rain Scene and Cody. All of them are re-released. None of them matter. Um, <laughs> top Picks elites uh there's gunther which is a release of elite 102 so it's in like his early red and black year from early main roster days roman reigns which is re-releasing the elite 103 which on the back of this box on for this one they mentioned brock lesnar for no reason mm-hmm. uh and then we got Rey Mysterio and like this really nice blue and white gear that i like he's got the he's even oh, got yeah. like it's weird he's got the athletic tape on his shoulder which usually they don't have the top figures, part of the so. singlet looks hmm. not right i don't know what do you mean I don't know. It looks like it's different than what he actually wears. Could be wrong. It's like a short single. I don't like know. the cut of it, not the it looks, color. Uh, it's he probably has it usually a little shorter. I think like yeah, he lower. Might. Yeah, it's honestly not barely even a singlet. It's just like suspender strap True. or something. Um, then their Monday Night Wars. At least there's fake Diesel, which is interesting. Fake Diesel. Yeah. Interesting. Your boy Kane. I just was watching a thing about <laughs> a video on whatever killing careers, and the fake Razor was one of them. Oh, yeah, Rick Bogner or whatever. Yeah. I mean, good thing it didn't kill Glenn Jacobs because now he's... That's right. ...in the political world. Then we Libertarian, got... Libertarian, even. Mm, we got trips and red and black ties. It's just, it's like pre-main event trips. What's the other head? Teddy Long. Okay, I was like, that is not a Triple um, H head. Rey Mysterio and pink, like pink WCW Rey. Teddy Long's legs? Yep. And then Kevin Nash Playa? the Nitro debut with alternate hair. Oh, it's referee yeah. Teddy Long. It's referee Teddy is the build a figure, yeah. And the th- funny thing with Ray is that it was originally supposed to be Filthy Animals Ray. Yeah. And like they had a rent, they had a gray prototype, they had a render image of it and everything. And then they revealed the figure like the other day and it's that. <laughs> Which is so like completely, and I know a lot of people are excited Weird. for that. And then also that Ray is an elite version of, they had that Nitro stage crowdfunder. Yeah. 
and one of the ultimates you'd get for one of the tiers was that ray but an ultimate edition so like this roman right um and so it's funny they just basically put in elite and put it here so it's like it's kind of cursed and kind of cursed um then there's the last thing was w champions basics the second batch of them it's basically just the new basics with belt so there's cena with the spinner belt it's like they just give the belts like a flatter finish. Okay. But the belt, that one looks solid. There's Hogan with the winged eagle, which is your late birthday Gross. present. Absolutely um, not. And then This Austin. microphone you got me, by the way, I am in love with it right now. So people, if you yep. like the sound of this mic. This guy. Boom. This is like the best budget mic. And Austin with the attire belt, which no smoking. Look at those knee braces. No smoking skulls, a disappointment. This is the one, they just put that figure in a battle pack. So now you don't even have to get the battle pack with the weird Triple H if you don't want it. So you could just wait for that. The packaging nice. is nice because it's like it's like black and gold basic packaging. I'll wait. I'll find it because it was it act, is actually pretty nice. You never save the packaging though. No, except Very for uh, uh, the street select one's few. Nice. I want. I still need to get second copies of the box. Who's at the top of the ladder there, Seth? Yeah, nice. That's my greatest hits rounds, but like those look nicer basics. They just do. The color scheme is. Why nice. are you show me Hulk Hogan again? So you just zoom him out. There you crop him out. No, don't zoom in on him. Zoom oh, wait, in and crop wait, him wait. out. Wait, you want me like? Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. Owen's <laughs> Cro- uh, crotchal region. It's crotchal region. Yeah. Is that everything? That is everything. All right. I think we're going to do it unless this closing is long. We're going to get under two hours. It's crazy. Unless you vamp for uh, like eight minutes right now. But I, I don't think I you can, need to. I can pull it off. So that's going to wrap up 188. We appreciate you taking any time out of your week to come listen to us talk about wrestling. We do have the worst of in the chamber to be fired at some point um and we'll come back next week we'll talk about elimination chamber maybe a bit of whatever the was it no surrender yeah nailed it and then we'll we'll preview revolution yeah we're excited about that one i'm looking forward to that so we look forward to seeing you back here next week for 189 and until then everybody take care